of Flower of Scotland. We're glad to see your likes again. We fight and live for the freedom of Ukraine. We stand against him, against Putin's army. We'll send him homeward. Long live Ukraine. Craig Gordon. Andrei Piatov. John McGinn. Alexander Zinchenko. Callum McGregor. Andrei Yarmolenko. Andy Robertson. Taras Stepanenko. Our Hampton Heroes. Nothing but good thoughts for them and, and good wishes for them, except during the game. Obviously, they want to go to Qatar. I'm desperate to go to Qatar. Most importantly, our players are desperate to take their country to a World Cup finals. This Scotland team has produced a sensational performance. Shotlandia i Ukraina. Live from the Church on the Hill. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Yes, good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night for the Scotland national team. We are live from the Church on the Hill, a stone's throw from Hamden. As Stevie Clark's side look to take a significant step towards the World Cup. Ukraine stand in the way tonight with the winner taking on Wales in Cardiff for a place at Qatar 2022 on Sunday. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight, Gordon Diel, Simon Donnelly, Alex Ray and Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson, let's start with you. Just how big a night do we have in store? Well, it's huge. We've seen some huge nights for this Scotland squad before, but nothing tops qualification for a World Cup. We've waited an awful long time, and it seems like an eternity that we've waited for this game. It will be an emotional game, but the Scotland players must put that out of their minds for 90 minutes as they have a real opportunity to get us to this playoff final on Sunday. Yeah, Alex Ray, I was going to say it doesn't get yeah. much bigger than this. It does on Sunday, but only if you can get past tonight first. Yeah, absolutely, God. You can hear the, the atmosphere in the place we're at at the moment. It's incredible. The, the fans are in full voice driving up to the place. There's thousands in and around Hamden. Uh, it will be an emotional right night, as Mark actually says there. You know, it's a massive occasion for the players. They're on good form. You know, current form's been really impressive. And for me, the home fans can get them over the line as well tonight. Yeah, Gordon DL, it's going to be a special evening. Yeah, looking forward to it, Gordon, uh, with the lads. The excitement's growing. You can tell that just walking up here to the to the pub to sit and do this show this, uh, tonight. But uh, this could be a massive five days. Uh, but it has to start tonight. You have to get by tonight. As the guys quite rightly says, it will be very emotional. But we'll have a job to do. And we need to get back tonight to go and face Wales and Cardiff on Sunday. And Simon Donnelly, that was deliberate. This lot don't know what they're talking about. There's one man who knows what it takes to qualify for a World Cup with Scotland. Just how big is this evening for Stevie Clark and his players? Yeah, it's massive. Uh, it's been a long time coming for us to get to a position now where we can qualify for another World Cup. You're touching on 1998 there. It's far too long for Scotland not to qualify. We got a wee bit of a flavour of it last year at the Euros. 
I think we underachieved on the finals and I think the boys have got unfinished business but this is a big one tonight and then another one on Sunday we need to get over the line Strap yourselves in we're here until round about 11 o'clock will we call it that we might need to kick on for a few hours more depending <laughs> on how tonight goes but it's the usual number 01419511025 nothing changes it's a big night and that means you need to get in touch let us know how you're feeling how are the nerves the confidence levels the optimism is there any dread out there what about your team selection headaches it all comes down to this we debate these things all throughout the season who should Stevie Clark call up who has been unfortunate to be left out well tonight some big decisions to be made because the team that he picks tonight will have the job of getting us to a one game shootout for a place at the World Cup it certainly doesn't get much bigger than this so pick up the phone and let us know how you are feeling 01419511025 I mean, Mark Wilson, it has been a very, very different build-up, one that none of us, obviously, are, are accustomed to, a game that was meant to take place previously. Uh, but the message from Stevie Clark and the players all throughout the week has been pretty straightforward. Of course, utmost sympathy and compassion and respect for the plight of Ukrainian people and fans and players, but ultimately, a football game to win and a tournament to try and reach. And that's what it becomes about for, for 90 minutes plus tonight, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the players and Stevie Clark have got it spot on in their press conference this week because, of course, everybody has sympathy with what's happening in Ukraine at the minute and the players that will take the pitch for Ukraine you know, we, we can only, we, we can't even imagine, should I say, what they are going through in their personal lives. But when the whistle goes, Stevie Clark and his team have to be as professional as possible. It's a huge job for the, this squad of players um, in store. And the expectation on this group of players as well is huge. So, football, you know, takes centre stage when the whistle goes. Before it and after it, yes, our sympathies go over the country. But Scotland... I believe have the quality to beat Ukraine on the night. Yeah, I've seen it said, Alex Ray, that the full world will want Scotland yes. to lose tonight. That's possibly just fine for us. We've been underdogs on many occasions, maybe not for reasons like this. And Stevie Clark and his players won't know all that. They'll just focus on the job in hand, won't they? Yeah, without doubt, Gordon, they'll be very focused. You know, I, I look at the group over the, the last couple of years. It's a group that's grown in stature. You know, there seems to be a real togetherness. People talk about the club mentality. They seem to have that as well. It's interesting. You look at Zinchenko. He's so emotional uh, getting into his press conferences. We, we clearly empathise and sympathise with what's actually going on over in Ukraine. But Scotland have a job to do here tonight. You know, it's a sporting occasion. You know, I, I wouldn't imagine the, the Ukrainian players would want anything other than an out and out 50-50 battle let's have a, look, a go uh, and you're absolutely right the, the, the world will be uh, shouting them on however there'll be 50,000 uh, Scotland fans in the stadium tonight really crying for Steve uh, Clark to get his team forward yeah I mean Simon it would be naive to think that that situation won't have any bearing at all on this game how could we possibly know as Mark says it's not even something that that you can begin to speculate about but for, certainly for the Ukrainian players and fans this will be a poignant night, it will be an emotional night. In what way that impacts the football, who knows? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, just touching on what Alex said, watching Zinchenko last night at the post-match, uh, or the, the pre-match uh, interview, very, very emotional. And it's horrendous what's happening out with football over in, in Ukraine. It's terrible, we can't imagine it, we can't comprehend how it's affecting their families, their loved ones. But... We've been put in a position where we're playing a game of football tonight. If it had been taken out of our hands by FIFA or whatever, then we might have had to get down a different route. We're playing a game of football. As Alex touches on there, we can't be coming here. They're not expecting Scotland to lie down in any shape or form. 
It's a proper game of football and for 90 minutes, you know, for us as a nation to try and get to another finals, we've got to go and try and win it. Yeah, Gordon DL, Stevie Clark and his players, it's been so obvious, just listen to all the press conferences this week, they're singing off the same hymn sheet, it's just about playing a game of football. Of course, everybody knows, we don't need to keep repeating it between now and 11 o'clock, there are more important things going on in the world, but ultimately tonight, this is about the football and we try and enjoy the occasion. Yeah, and Stevie Clark and his players know what the rewards are, Gordon, if they can get through tonight and beat Wales. These guys play a very top level. Level. Week in, week out, there's no doubt in that. They're top quality players. You look at Andy Robertson playing the Champions League final, you know, a few days ago. They want to get to World Cup. That's the pinnacle of your career. You can ask anyone. You want to get to World Cup. You want to take your country to a World Cup. So it's so important for these players, and obviously Steve Clark and his coaching staff as well, to go and be successful and be the guys that take us to the World Cup 2022. So we are live from the Church on the Hill, not too far away from Hamden. I'm sure many of you know exactly where we are, and as you can tell, the atmosphere is bubbling away nicely it's going to hit fever pitch in the not too distant future just down the road at the national stadium let's go there and speak to our reporter andrew mclean yeah well hamden's seen so many huge football matches here over the years but i don't think many have had the historical and cultural significance that this game has had you only need to look at ukraine's press conference here before uh, the game last night there was press from the us japan the middle east all over the world because ukraine have managed to get a team here to play this game and we all know what's happening over there with the Russian invasion there were so many question marks as to whether this game would even go ahead but it's great to see that Ukraine are here and have their fair chance to earn their spot at the World Cup it doesn't make the game any less significant for Scotland though no World Cup appearances since 1998 and that's where the players the staff the supporters are all desperate to get to the people of Scotland have shown great support for Ukraine over the last few months but once that whistle goes both teams will be doing everything in their power to make sure they win the game and just looking across from me now, there are flags in every seat of the North Stand, that'll be a big shape of a saltire when the players walk out, over to my left, there are Ukraine flags in every seat of the away section, around 3,500 Ukraine fans expected to be here tonight, including Ukrainian eh, orphans as well, who have been invited here as guests of the SFA, so many talking points heading into this match tonight, the world will be watching, it's all set up for an emotional night at Hamden It certainly is, in a massive football game as well the incentive is there, win the game tonight Go to Cardiff, beat Wales on Sunday and book your tickets to Qatar. That's it, Simon Donnelly. Sounds simple. Yeah, sounds straightforward, just as Wales take the leading against Poland tonight. But yeah, listen, this is a good Ukraine team. Uh, they've got some top players on their, their side. It will not be an easy game. We'll have to be at our best. We'll have to put a performance in similar to the Denmark one here, where we were first class. And then you have to then hope that Gareth Bale and the likes have a night, an off night down in, in Cardiff. But Tonight's a big one for us, let's get through that first. Yeah, that's the, the obvious thing as well, Gordon DL. It's a very strange situation where you know what lies in wait on yeah. Sunday, but that's you can tell Simon's not been out the game too long. He's already, it's what is it, 10 past 6, he's given us the one game at a time cliche. Yeah. I thought we were above all that stuff on here. No, no, well, he's obviously learned it being assistant manager to break him to Mark Wilson, but um, I, I, I totally agree. I think you, you've got to put all your eggs in one basket, and that's tonight. Forget about Wales. <laughs> another cliche, yeah. Yeah, another, another <laughs> cliche. The cliches will be coming fast tonight, Alex, but I think, I think the full concentration because we know it's going to be a difficult game there's no doubt about that but what the fact that Scotland I think get into this favourites is home advantage 
I think we've got a squad of players that's full of talent. I'll be interested in, in the, the lineup. We know the formation. We know that he'll go a 3-5-2. That's, that's uh, tried and tested. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he starts the game tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing the team. The guys round about the table, we've all written down our teams. One or two different opinions, but Steve Clark's important one. Yeah, I mean, Alex, what are the main considerations? I'll get you to name your full team maybe in the, the not-too-distant future. Sure. I'm sure we're going to get some calls, by the way, 01419511025, and uh, we can get some thoughts from yeah. the listeners as well. But I suppose Stevie Clark's been massive on consistency, yes. continuity. You know who's going to be in every squad. You almost know who's going to be in every starting eleven as well. But, of course, this time, no Kieran Tierney, no Nathan Patterson. Are there any other glaring issues? Uh, not for me, uh, Gordon. I think, uh, as you rightly say, I think the right back berth and the left centre back would be the, the standouts. Potentially, who could be the right of the the, the, the back three as well. Um, so I look at that. But middle to front, I think it pretty much takes care of itself, Gordon. Out with potentially one of the main strikers, Dykes or Adams, where they might go with Christie just behind him. So the permutation of two out of them three. Yeah, we'll get some thoughts from the listeners, as I say. Keep the calls coming. Let, let's do a quick fire on the, the main issues then. Gordon, there's, there's no Nathan Patterson, so who plays there? Stephen O'Donnell, Aaron Hickey, Anthony Ralston, or someone yeah, altogether? You, you can put up a case for the three of them, but I think with O'Donnell, with the experience, 25 caps, um, he showed in the Euros, yeah, the first game at Hamden, he, he came in for criticism. Down at Wembley, I thought the, the lad stood up to the challenge. He was absolutely brilliant. So I think Stevie Clark will, will trust him tonight. I know a lot of Celtic fans out there will argue Ralston the season he's had. Hickey, you know, they're talking in the papers today about Arsenal, so he's obviously in great form. But I just think the right berth tonight will go with the experience of O'Donnell. Briefly, Mark, which one will get the nod? I think O'Donnell will get it. Mm. I think it's a fascinating debate because I think if you took O'Donnell and put him in the Celtic side, he wouldn't play in front of Ralston. He certainly wouldn't play in front of Hickey at Bologna. <clears throat> but when it comes to a Scotland team, Steve Clark likes him and he's done the job and Steve Clark's all about loyalty. I think he'll play. Anyone going against that or have we got a full house? Aaron Hickey playing Serie A Bologna. Listen, I, I, I wouldn't lose any sleep over any of those three boys getting in and doing a job tonight. Uh, I've seen Ralston all season. I thought Hickey, when he came on against uh, in the last game, yep. maybe they played the last game for him. I thought he was very, very comfortable. But I agree with the boys. I think Stevie Clark knows what he's got with O'Donnell. I think O'Donnell will start tonight. Now, no Kieran Tierney. It's mm. been keeping me awake for the last couple of weeks because he's outstanding for Scotland, let's be honest. I think yes. everyone knows. And you know, performs a role that no other player is going to perform. So you can forget trying to fill it like for like Alec. Who gets the nod in there? I'm going to go for McKenna. Uh, now you've seen him up close and I personal did, I this did. season. I was chatting to you prior to come on the programme. Um, I was really impressed by him, Gordon. An out-and-out -out leader, very strong, commanding, very good on the ball, and got a decent turn of pace. So I've seen a lot uh, more footage of him over the, the, the closing few months, and that's the reason why I would go with him. And he's also uh, at set plays for and against. He's a big asset. Yeah, any other issues out there, Mark, that you can foresee as the rest almost pick itself? Well, I think the front line will be quite interesting. I think Che Adams will play. But I wonder if they'll go with Dykes up front. I think in the Euros, it didn't quite work. I wonder if they'll go for Christie, just off him, uh, and begin supporting him. So I think that'll be an interesting one. If it goes with Dykes, maybe a wee bit more direct, but mm. I think he might go for a wee bit more pace around Adam. Now, there's plenty more mileage left in those debates, so pick up the phone. Let us know what you think, Scotland fans. How are you feeling? How are the nerves? Are we going to get the job done tonight? And, of course... 
team selection debates. You can't beat them. 01419511025. Let's kick things off with Ross in Pollock. Ross, pleasure to have you on the show. How are you feeling? Confident? Yeah, I'm very confident tonight, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I generally do think Scotland are one 4 tonight. I think there's an opportunity for us to put a show on. Wow. Wow, that, there's confident and then there's Scotland are going to win 4 0. But listen, fine. This is a strange time, Ross, because Scotland fans are not really meant to be confident. <laughs> it's not really in our, our makeup. But is this because, to state the obvious, we made the last major tournament, we're eight games unbeaten? You know, that, I take it that's where your confidence comes from. Yeah, definitely, Gordon. It's, um, I think there's a hunger back in the squad, uh, and I think for the fact that we've had a taste of the Euros, it just makes us want to go even further. And I think everybody tonight is just feeling in the same direction. Um, so if we stand by the, the team tonight and back them all the way, I don't see why we can't put on a show. Uh, but as I say, I'm, I'm, my confidence comes from the fact that we qualified for the Euros, so I think we can go further and go into the World Cup. Well, I'll tell you what, Ross, why don't you just stay right there? Because that debate about who will play and who won't didn't last long. Wow. Andrew McLean has the answers. Take it away, Andrew. Well, you all said Stephen O'Donnell was going to start for Scotland tonight. And I can tell you that Steve Clark has chosen Aaron Hickey as the right wow. wing back for Scotland. So it's Craig Gordon starting in goal tonight. The back three, Scott McTominay, sorry, Grant Hanley and Liam Cooper. It'll be then Aaron Hickey at right wing back, Andy Robertson at left wing back, Callum McGregor, Billy Gilmore and John McGinn, the midfield three, and it'll be Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes up top. I'll just read out the substitutes for you as well. Marshall, Kelly, O'Donnell, Souter, Christie, Hendry, McKenna, Armstrong, Stuart, Brown, Ferguson and Taylor. Wow, there you are, Scotland fans. That is the team that hopefully will take Scotland to within one game of World Cup qualification. Ross, it's hot off the press. What do you make of that team? Is that one that pleases you? Yeah, no, as I say, I, I, was, I was more than happy with the squad as a whole. So my team selection, I, I would have been happy either way if it was Hickey or it was O'Donnell. Um, ideally, I would have liked to have seen Ralston being a Celtic fan, but I, I can't argue with Steve Clark. The guy's a genius. He's a genius. Well, we've got a couple of guys here. I don't know if genius quite is the right description. Gordon Biel. What about Aaron Hickey then? That's, that's the headline, isn't it? It has to be. 100%. Um, what, what a couple of days for the lad, you know. Uh, he's been touted to go to Arsenal. What a move that would be for him. He's obviously on the radar of massive clubs now in England because of his performances, Gordon. I think Steve Clark's taking that into consideration. Um, that is that is a big move for Steve Clark going down there. I think the boy will do fantastically well. He, I know that he's played a lot of his football on the left-hand side, but he's very comfortable there. He's right-footed. Um, yes, it was the one I got wrong. The rest of them I picked. I thought he'd have went with Dykes and Adams, but I have no problem. I'm, I'm with uh, Simon a little bit. If he'd have put Ralston in there, I wouldn't have had a bother with that. I think he could do a job at Donald. But he's went with Hickey. What a few days it has been for that lad. So a massive night. I mean, Mark, a bittersweet moment for you. By playing tonight, Aaron Hickey moves ahead of you in the in, in the fullback in the fullback cap club. Um, but as Gordon says, you can't get away from the fact that it's a massive night. He's very young. He's getting put into this occasion, but he plays in Serie A. He plays, he plays in a top league every single week. Yeah. Well, that's the big thing. I mean, he's played 38 times in Serie A this year. Um, he's also got his first Scotland cap this year. And when you talk about young players going into that position, well, Nathan Parson, if we remember, got chucked in there and he hadn't had a lot of experience and he was brilliant. Feel slightly sorry for Stephen O'Donnell, but there's no doubt about it. Taz is right. Arsenal don't 
don't have interest in you for 21 million I believe it was I read this morning if you can't handle this type of occasion so I've got no qualms about him going into that side Ross who's the main man in that team who's the one you're pinning your hopes on uh, tonight I think it's definitely got to be Dykes I think I think Dykes is the one probably leaders there um, but I think overall I think everyone in that squad tonight deserves praise no individuals and I think as a, as a, as a team I think we'll, we'll work together as a team tonight and I think we'll get the job done as I say 4 now Scotland tonight guys Ross I love your confidence it's a great start and if you deliver honestly Gordon DL will send you his autograph signed ball pictures the lot if you've just called that right we will be delighted that was Ross and Pollock what do you lot think then what about that team Aaron Hickey gets the nod at right wing back are you happy with that would you have gone for something else well, Liam Cooper is in in place of Kieran Tierney so Scott McKenna doesn't get the nod on this occasion and other than that it's the usual team if you like it's Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams so what do you think is that what you would have picked would you have done something different and it's time for a nerve check again how are you feeling 01419511025 and we'll speak to you after these is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Live from the Church on the Hill. We stand together, Shotlandia and Ukraine. This Scotland team has produced a sensational performance. I got the wheel to go a little long. Magnificent! Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're live at Church on the Hill ahead of a massive night for the Scotland national team. Stevie Clark's side up against Ukraine, knowing they are potentially just two games away from World Cup qualification. I'm Gordon Duncan, you've got Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Simon Donnelly here. So get your calls in please, 01419511025 and give us all your pre-match thoughts. How are you feeling? How are the nerves? Are you confident? We've already had one 4-0 to Scotland shout on the phone, so no pressure. You don't need to top that. You can temper the expectations a little bit. And, of course, give us your thoughts on the team. If, for some reason, you're just joining us, Andrew McLean might want to give us a recap of that team. I don't think he can do it right now for us, but we'll get it soon. Uh, I'll give you the highlights. Aaron Hickey starts at right wing-back. That's the headline. Liam Cooper comes into defence to replace Kieran Tierney. Uh, and other than that, it's kind of the usual Scotland team, which feels yeah. strange to say after many years of chopping and changing and dishing caps out to everyone and anyone, Mark Wilson. It's good to have uh, a bit of consistency and continuity. So let's go back to the phones. 01419511025. Greg is in Greenock. What jumps out at you from that team, Greg? Uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm really delighted about Hickey, to be honest, more than anything. I think um, what it shows is that in Steve Clark, we've got a manager who's now got settled vision of what he wants and he's not scared to throw in the odd kind of adventurous player and it's, it's what we've not had in Scotland for a long long time so I'm just really delighted he's, he's given that a chance not that O'Donnell's done anything wrong by, by a stretch but I think it's just exciting and it's exciting to see yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great story anyway, Gordon Deal, and this is the next chapter in it. Aaron Hickey, a young Scottish player, was, it, was he 16 when he made his Hearts debut yeah. round about then, plays in cup finals, and goes to Bologna. We just don't do that often enough. We don't spread our wings and broaden our horizons and go off to, to leagues other than England, really. Um, there's a couple, obviously, so for him to do that, for it to work for him, to get the rave reviews, and to then get that nod for a massive game tonight it's a great story yeah as, as much as it's a great story he's got to go out there and produce the goods and he's certainly doing that in Italy um, he's went to a different culture he's settled into it he's uh, attracting the attention of 
clubs like Arsenal and Matt rightly says Arsenal don't look at you if you're not performing week in week out a very very high standard so I've every confidence in Hickey going in there tonight I, I would have every confidence is the same as Simon if uh, you know he'd options with Stephen O'Donnell with the experience of 25 caps having played in New Euros Anthony Ralston who's been terrific with Celtic you know so he's got a good squad Gordon what might be important tonight we might overlook is the starting 11 might go out there and it could be a hero from the bench because we've got a very strong bench as well that can come on and take us to Cardiff I'm really encouraged by that uh, decision by Steve Clark. I thought it would be all tried and tested even if we go back to the Euros when you know I thought Patterson should have played you obviously Donald come in but I'm really encouraged by this now I don't get an opportunity to see him on a weekly basis so I'm excited to see what he's actually going to produce tonight hey, look, Alec, see to be honest touching on the game that he came on the last time see with some players you actually can just tell Gilmer was the same for me when he came into the team you can just tell guys can handle it and I thought Hickey at a young age I think you're away to Italy at an early stage of his career I think he's got up some fantastic education playing mm. in a top league against top opponents and there was, a, there was a wee bit of a swagger about him when he came on for Scotland in his first cap and I think that all goes well for him you know I think he looks as if he's one of these ones who can just handle the situation yeah. I, I mean Mark Wilson you many times played right back and left back for him it's a strange one where left back is is his actual position it's, it's where he plays 90% of the time don't quote me on that exact stat but probably more than that but he's right footed yeah so how does that work tonight then even more easy for him to come and play yeah. play this side in theory it should be I mean, but he has done it before he has done it of course but that's that's the strange thing about Hickey because I think a lot of people just didn't really know that he was right footed because he's that good on the left hand side and he's played the majority of games he broke through remember he scored against Hibs in the Edinburgh yeah. Derby I mean he's been that good but in theory it should be easier he should do things more instinctively when he's running down that right hand side he should be able to cross the ball without checking back into his right foot and even if he does have to check into his left foot it's, it's well versed because he's played that many times but I'm with the guys here if this, if this boy can play against Juve and Inter and AC Milan and all the top Italian teams and score goals in that league and stand out he shouldn't have a problem yeah I mean Greg does it feel like a does it feel like a, a, a bold move from Stevie Clark? Not to say that it's it's risky or it's wrong. Of course it's not. The guys are outlining yeah. his credentials. But you know, th does it feel like a bit of a bold shout from, from Stevie Clark? He could have gone for tried and tested and he hasn't. I think so. I think what it shows is the confidence that he's got in the, in the boy. But I think moreover what it shows is his confidence in the system he plays and that he can slot in. He's obviously getting really good coaching just now at a high level and he's he like the guys have said, he's playing week in, week out at a really high level, going to the San Siro, going to places like that. It's that doesn't happen by accident, you know, it happens because you're talented and you've got the potential. But I, I think the other three point I wanted to make, if you don't mind, I worked down in a school in Greenock and we um, today it just kinda worked out. We got a new Ukrainian boy in the school today and what today showed we had all the kids in football strips and a really good atmosphere and the wee boy came in and he was Ukrainian strip and there's just a real sense of togetherness and I think working in a school in the west of Scotland you don't often get a sense of togetherness whether it's Morton whether it's Celtic or Rangers and what we saw today in the school was a real upbeat positive atmosphere from everyone and welcoming the boy in the open arms and I think that's what the national team's done to us just now it's really invigorated the youth and I think seeing players like Hickey doing what they're doing 
I spoke to boys today in T7 that we aspire to that and it's just it's just a joy to see and I'm really glad that we're getting to see that again after the 20 odd years of kind of really struggling Yeah I love to hear that Mark Wilson you listen to the, the story that, that Greg's telling and obviously for the young Ukrainian boy great to see that you know welcomed with open arms Greg goes on to mention the overall feeling at the moment go back to last year we're talking about a full generation of Scotland fans who for the first time got to see the team at a major tournament you look through the personnel in the squad whether it's John McGinn Andy Robertson sort of genuine you know Scotland heroes to sort of idolise and and, and, you know, and look up to it. It does feel like something special is brewing. Look, tonight might not go to plan. That's the nature of football, but it feels like overall we're in a good place. Well, it must feel like what Daz and Alex experienced when they were younger. Because the they grew up. And, aye, they grew up. Archie uh, Gemmell know, against Holland. Oh, well, yeah. I'll never, ever forget it. But they looked up to these guys and they expected to qualify for World Cups, Gordon. Me and you, me, we missed out in a lot of it. So these young kids are seeing a group of heroes just now who've already mm. qualified for one tournament and they're on the cusp of another. Well, Simon, sorry, Gordon. Does that, leave, does that leave you in the middle then? Simon's in the middle. You never touched on me there, so I'm quite happy. <laughs> I think you're just in the I middle. I remember Scotland, listen, when I was growing up, Scotland were at all the World Cup finals with some great players over the years. We never did particularly well when we got there, but we always were there. And to be starved of that for so many years, the excitement levels round about our nation last year when we got to the Euros, second to none, you know, it gives everybody a buzz. We're looking at this place tonight, everyone around here, everybody's ready to try and get us. We wanted, we got a wee taste, we get greedy, we want to get to the World Cup now. Absolutely. I mean, Greg, you're more than welcome. You don't have to if I'm being too nosy. Do you want to give the school a mention? Yeah, we've got our going primary down in Greenock, so all the all the kids will be excited tonight. So hopefully they get the result, and we're off tomorrow, so even better. Oh, happy <laughs> <laughs> Extra fruit shoots in celebration tonight if it goes to plan. What would it mean then? You know, sum it up. What would it, what would it mean to, to the you know the young kids at the school to, to get a bit of success like this and have something to look forward to? Yeah, absolutely. I think it just showed last year what we had in the school when the Euros were on. The first game was was during school day and kids kids stayed late to watch it. You know, we've watched the first half during school time and then a lot of kids stayed back to watch it together in the gym and even though by that stage it wasn't great, there was that real sense of kind of occasion and celebration. So that's what we want more of. But the only thing, the only thing I'm worried about is these young people think this is normal. They think this is the norm for Scotland and you just don't want to burst a bubble and say, enjoy it. <laughs> enjoy it well at last that we're, we're on the high just now. But no, it, it really means a lot to them, I think. Absolutely brilliant. It's great to hear that, Chris. Thank you very much. All the best to everyone at Argoon Primary School then. They can enjoy their night, hopefully, as you can hear. Live at Church in the Hill, there's one very, very popular man, and it's John McGinn. Two things, he's a very good player, and his song is very catchy as yeah. well. It's the easiest one to sing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's very good. I wish I had a song like that myself, but I think you two, well, <laughs> you two over there, Wilson and DL, maybe yeah. erupt into a wee chorus of that yeah. at some point. Well, we, we certainly yeah. will. If, if Scotland scored a first goal and it's McGinn, we'll be up singing that. And now, even you can't forget the lyrics to that song. I know uh, how much you struggle yeah. to, to yeah. remember song lyrics, and that's very, very straightforward, right? Mark Wilson, scribble them down, <laughs> give them an hour, uh, and we'll see how we get on. As you can hear, atmosphere is building here. We've had Greg on the phone talking about what it means to young school kids. Let's also hear from our reporter, Gabriel Antoniaxi. He's also at hand. And Gabriel, just give us a, a flavour of the mood amongst supporters down there ahead of this special evening.
Thanks, Gordon. Yes, I'm here pitch side, but I've spent the last couple of hours outside the stadium chatting to fans and gauging the mood ahead of this massive match. Now, around 3,500 Ukrainians have tickets to the game, but you'd have thought there were many more by the amount of yellow jerseys and half-and-half half scarves being paraded both outside and inside the stadium. A choir have just been singing on the steps outside Hamden's big front doors. There are massive flags and TIFOs planned for just before kickoff. I was at Kelvin Grove Art Gallery this morning where the National Youth Pipe Band were playing the Ukrainian national anthem at 9am as a show of solidarity. And it's clear that Scotland as a country stands with Ukraine and sends their sympathy and strength to the people of Ukraine after the Russian invasion. But fans outside the national stadium have been telling me that when the whistle goes, the team must remember it is a football match and winning is all that matters with a World Cup place on the line. I think when it comes down to the 90 minutes, obviously all the, the, the hand of friendship that's been put out to the Ukrainians, which is rightly so because of the terrible situation they're in, will be forgotten. In the 90 minutes, when the anthems are finished, you know, it's uh, let's hope the best team wins and that's Scotland. I'm usually dreading the worst, but I'm at, I've gone for a 3-0, so I'll keep my fingers crossed. Supremely. Supremely confident. <laughs> what score predictions have you given us? A 0-0 with a, a follow-up and penalty win. Nah, 1-0. Hopefully. 1-0. There will be muscle emotion though tonight, I think, in there. It's uh, absolutely fantastic. It's the one time I've, I've nearly been torn between what team to support, but uh, yeah, it's going to be brilliant, I think. Atmosphere will be electric. 2-1 Scotland. It's just football. Forget all other politics. Just concentrate on the football. So supporters are in confident mood, which is the same feeling Steve Clark and his players have been giving off all week as we've been speaking to them. That's because they were an eight-match unbeaten run. So, yeah, the atmosphere is really building here, and it's sure to be an extremely emotional night on the south side of Glasgow, with both teams giving everything to progress to the playoff final. And with Qatar 2022 just two games away, the stakes couldn't be higher. Yeah, the atmosphere's building here as well at the church on the hill, not too far from Hamden. You should see the look in the faces of Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Simon Donnelly. Not Alex Ray, he's a professional athlete, but the three of you sitting with your wee takeaway coffee cups while well, everyone around you enjoys a nice pint and enjoying how much misery is <laughs> causing hard you. Work. Don't worry, hopefully Stevie Clark in Scotland uh, will cheer you up before the evening is out. It's 0141 let's hear from you out there, come on, give us a call. We might even see if there's anyone here in the church on the hill who wants to speak to us live as well, but we'll take more of your calls after these. is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Live from the Church on the Hill. We stand together, Shotlandia and Ukraine. This Scotland team has produced a sensational performance. I got the wheel to go a little long. Magnificent! Clyde One Super Scoreboard. One hour to kick off between Scotland and Ukraine for the chance to go to Cardiff, which would then give the chance to get to that World Cup in Qatar. I know it seems like a long way, but two games away, we would have all taken that at the start of the campaign. We are live at the Church on the Hill. Gordon Deal, Mark Wilson, Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray are here. It's a normal show as far as you lot are concerned. Pick up the phone, let us know how you're feeling and what you make of that team tonight. 01419511025. But the beauty of being live in the Church on the Hill, we can get some of the pub goers involved as well. I'm delighted to say Derek joins us live on the show. Now, Derek describes himself, wait for this, as an Aaron Hickey enthusiast. Wow. Have you ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> give us the give us the backstory. <laughs> I would just say I'm an Aaron Hickey enthusiast, but uh, yeah, I do often go over to watch Bologna in Italy. Uh, big fan to see any Scottish player play abroad. 
delighted to see how well Aaron's doing and I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing to see that he's starting for Scotland tonight. Yeah, that's the headline, of course. He gets that nod on the right-hand side. How good's he been then? Because it's easy for people who haven't seen that much of him to throw out generalities, but you have been over a number of times. You've seen him in action. How well has he done over there? I think it's very easy to look at Scotland's full-backs and look at Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson and say they're some of the best in the world. I'd like to see Aaron make that journey and, and be the next one to make the step. He's played nearly 50 games, or sorry, over 50 games for Bologna now in the Serie A. He scored five goals, you know, the first Scot to do that since 1985. He was Graham Sinus before him. You know, the, the guy's a superstar, he's got the world at his feet. Hold on uh, a minute, Derek's come on here with the stats. Yeah. Do, do you not want to just hand our, over your headsets? You're getting paid uh, for this. And our correspondent from not, Italy. Not an Aaron Hickey <laughs> enthusiast, yet he's rhyming stats, uh, yeah. and he often fun. goes to Bologna now. How often did you go to Bologna before Hickey played? Quite a few times, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and is he? How's he been received over there? Did the Bologna fans love him? I know there's speculation about him, perhaps even coming over to Arsenal or something. Speculation on going to Arsenal, AC Milan have uh, declared an interest as well. You know, the, the fans have been talking to him. He's, he's really lapped up the situation over there. He's he's beginning to learn the language, probably slower than he should have. But you know, the, the fans love him. I think that's the case. Of, you know, his performances have, have done him justice, and uh, Bologna fans absolutely love him. I'll tell you what, that was not bad. Usually when we get live guests from a pub, I'm a little bit nervous, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He's come on here with Aaron Hickey's stats. Too professional. Giving us the full rundown. <laughs> He's a song. I mean, <laughs> no, do, not, do not give us a song, please. <laughs> this is a bit of break into song now. This, uh, yeah. is it, we're going we're to test his loyalty here, because he might be an Aaron Hickey enthusiast, but you're also a Motherwell fan. Now this inclusion comes at the, the in place of Stephen O'Donnell. How does that make you feel? Good to care less. Oh. He's, gone, he's gone Scotland allegiances tonight. He's, he's yeah. ditched the Claret and Amber yeah. flat scarf I'll, I'll, at the door. I'd like to see Stephen O'Donnell play for Scotland, but I'm happy uh, is a better pullback in that. There we go. Derek's yeah. got Aaron Hickey posters on his wall. A bit strange for a 33-year-old man, but who am I to judge? Thank you very much to Derek Cheers live. Well done, Derek. At the Church on yeah. the Hill. Anyone else out there, give us a wave over at the bar. You can come and join us. And if you want to pick up the phone, then please do. Oh, one, yeah. four, okay, nine, Derek, five, you've had one, your moment on one, you. Is he hanging about? Is he trying to get more airtime? He's Thank waving you. <laughs> Do you want me for anything else? I know, I know a lot about Robo. That's right. He's stopping for selfies on the way down. Incredible. Fokker said Hugh Evans looks different in real life. Where is he anyway, by the way? I can't believe a night like this. Where is he? He'll be in the man cave. Oh, he's in Brighton. Oh, he's in Brighton. Brighton. He's in Brighton. Is he? Because these are strange times. Usually for me, look... I'll be completely honest, see when it gets to the Scottish Cup final end of the season, I don't ever want to see or hear from any of you until <laughs> the new season starts, but I thought for the big occasion I'll put that to one side and pretend that you know, we're all getting on as a, as a happy family. So we're looking forward to the big game. Let's bring in Ken, who is a big Scotland fan on the line. Ken, it's been all round confidence so far, which we're not used to. How are you feeling? Um, I'm looking up, I'm really looking forward to the game, I'm getting ready to go in and get myself some cans of tennis to watch it with, you know, I just can't wait for this game to get started and for us to get, get the result that we require, I mean I've seen so many World Cup uh, campaigns over the years, you know, back to the 70s, but I think we had a record of seven, seven state qualification campaigns in a row. What, what do you make of this group, Ken? I mean, we've, we've done some of the headlines, you know, Aaron Hickey and so on, but this thing that Stevie Clark's built, he was the first man since 98 to get us to a major tournament. You know, that's done, yes, of course. People can then argue all day about how it went once we got there. We've now gone eight games unbeaten. We're in the World Cup playoffs for the first time in a long time. 
does it feel like the national team's in a good place? When Steve Park came in, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride, so and even at the Euros, it was a usual glorious failure. But since the Euros, we've gone on such a great run, and to get the result over Denmark, we've gone the whole campaign unbeaten. I think the, the group has just got better, gelled together more, and I think they can only get stronger as we go forward. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wilson, as Flower of Scotland now plays in Church on the Hill, it's really cranking up the atmosphere now. Do you feel like the Scotland team is is growing almost, almost game by game in a sense? Yeah, well, of course, because when they're that young as well, when you look at the average age, it's not as if they're getting in their 30s and this team is going to disperse and the next group is going to come through. This is a team that's actually grown, started young and has grew through some big games and big tournaments, well, big qualification campaigns and made it to a tournament. So as qualification campaigns keep coming they're getting better you know World Cup is a hard group that we had to try and negotiate and we managed it and this is a huge another huge hurdle for them if they can overcome this one tonight because it's huge pressure on the group again it's another home fixture expectations on them we rightly touched on at the start of the show that probably the rest of the world want us to lose it's a different feeling for this young group but I feel they've got it now I feel that they've got the bit between their teeth match with the quality and the ability to overcome these big situations. Yeah, I think, just what Willow's saying there, I think, and Steve Clark went on record yesterday saying that this group of players have got more than one finals in them. You know, whether it's, well, we all obviously hope it's this one coming up, Germany in two years' time, or the States. It's because there's so much youth coming through as well. There's guys playing at the top level, your Andy Roberts and your Kieran Tierney's, your Dominate Man United, McGregor's of the great season at Celtic, but you've got young ones coming through there as well. And he's shown that he's got the bravery to play them. You know, young Gilmore down at Wembley. Uh, Patterson's played on different occasions. Hickey tonight. I think the future's really bright for Scotland, this group of players. But we want to beat this one. We want to beat this one and then we want to beat the next one as well. But I think th these guys will think there is unfinished business. I don't think we did ourselves justice at the Euros, especially two games at Hamden, Gordon. We, we, we performed brilliantly down at Wembley. I think this group can go even better. Because uh, Alex, you need this, don't you? You, yeah. need, you need the consistency, you need the continuity. I remember at the Euros, we had... In terms of caps total, we, we were the most inexperienced squad there. We, you know, hardly any caps amongst the squad. We came up against Croatia, and uh, yeah, of course the quality spoke for itself. But you know, they were just so streetwise. They just looked like they they belonged there. So you know, every time a squad comes around, we have these debates about, oh well, Stephen O'Donnell's not in great form, so he should come out, and and so and so should go in. And and there's a temptation to want to constantly chop and change, but there becomes a point. Well, you, you need a group yeah. that know how to get through these international yeah. games together. And I think they're doing that as a group, Gordon. I think it's important to have balance as well. The guys have touched on the, the younger players come in and complement that. When you look at the, the current form as well, that generates confidence on the back of getting to Euros. But time after time, there was failure after failure for, for top, top players, and it was labelled at them. These guys are now qualified. Yeah. They now have the confidence. And you can see them growing in stature. Now, obviously, it's a one-off game tonight. And obviously, if they go again, then they grow in stature again, and there's more experience. But you're right when you say, if there's experience in and around the squad, you can navigate through games like this, even when you're not at your best. The difference for me, Alex, is we've said time and time again that individually, they're very good players. They play top-level football. 
I think Steve Clark's molded this into a team. You know, like, like a club team does. Yeah, he's got a formation. They all buy in the formation. They're all very comfortable in it. They know how to play it. And the individuals have now become a team. And I think that's been the big difference in the last eight games, for instance. I think Steve Clark's worked very hard at this. And it's a case of missing, like Tierney's a big miss tonight. But somebody just slots in there, Cooper left, left side. Patterson would have probably played on the right-hand side. Hickey comes in. So I just think there's a lovely balance there, and I think they're now a team rather than looking at individuals. I suppose Mark Wilson, Gordon, in amongst all the good points, the one thing that's just difficult is, is the Kieran Tierney thing because mostly people can slot in, but you'd be hard-pushed to find a centre-back in world football who does what Kieran Tierney does. So it, it, it just ain't going to happen for Liam Cooper. That's no disrespect to him. They're just entirely different. Yeah, well, I think defensively we'll be fine. But going forward, Kieran Tierney offers so much as a left-sided centre-back in a back three. I mean, he overlaps Andy Robertson. Now, Cooper's not going to give you that tonight, so there's no doubt about it that we're going to lose a bit in that department. I, I, I guess it just puts the emphasis on Robertson to do most of the work himself. On the other side, Hickey to maybe add a wee bit more because Kieran Tierney provides so many assists from yeah. a left centre-back position. I mean, I, I, I get why Mark puts the emphasis on going forward because Kieran Tierney is such a threat, a number of assists recently for Scotland. But defensively, it does also allow us to be a little bit more adventurous because if Andy Robertson's up the pitch, Kieran Tierney's got pace to recover, so of course. It's going to take a few tweaks, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, listen, we're talking about the strength of our squad and, and it's the strongest I can remember for a long time. But we're still not good enough to not miss somebody of Kieran Tierney's quality. And, you know, playing in that back three with Arsenal has helped, but credit has to go to Steve Clark. He's found a way to get arguably our two best players into the team, Tierney and Robertson, and the two of them gel well there. So it is going to be a miss tonight, but again... Somebody else has to step in there and, and, and take responsibility. And tonight it looks as if it's Liam Cooper in that position. But yeah, of course, we're always going to miss somebody of that ilk and that standard. Yeah, he's absolutely right, Simon. You talk about elite players, Kieran Tierney comes into that bracket. Cooper is playing at a very good level on a weekly basis, Gordon. He'll be more structured and just sitting within that back three and allowing the two wing-backs to charge forward. So I think they'll be OK from that perspective. We're getting there. We are getting there. Thank you, Ken. It's 0141-951-1025. How are you feeling by the time we're done with the news? There will be less than 45 minutes until kick-off. So where will you be on the pre-match anticipation roller coaster by then? Pick up the phone, let us know, and we'll take more of your calls next. is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Live from the Church on the Hill. We stand together, Shotlandia and Ukraine. This Scotland team has produced a sensational performance. I got the wheel to go a little Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The countdown is very much on. You've waited 24 years. What's another couple of days? What's another 40 minutes? Because that's all that stands between us and kick-off at Hamden between Scotland and Ukraine. I'm Gordon Duncan. We are here live at Church on the Hill, not too far from Hamden, soaking up the pre-match atmosphere. Gordon Diel, Mark Wilson, Simon Donnelly and Alex Ray are alongside me. And, of course, as always, you make the show. So pick up the phone and get in touch. 0141-951-1025. How are you feeling? How are the nerves? What about that team tonight? Is that the team that's going to do it for Steve Clark and the footballing nation? Let's go back to Hamden, actually, uh, and get a flavour of what's going on there with our reporter, Andrew McLean. 
Yeah, well, the teams are just out warming up at the moment, and it was a nice moment as well when, first of all, the Ukraine goalkeepers came out to warm up, and there was a, a standing ovation from those that were in the stadium, both from the away section to my left, where the Ukrainian fans, around 3,500 there will be when it fills up over there, but all around Hamden, the Scotland supporters giving them a standing ovation onto the pitch, and the same happened when the rest of the squad came out to warm up for this game, and then followed the Scotland team, who got a rapturous applause as well, just looking at them warming up now, what a big night this is for Aaron Hickey, his third cap for Scotland, his first start, but you think he's played many big games against big opposition in Serie A, so you won't think he'll be too nervous for this game, but it was all pleasantries when the players ran out, but you can just look in the stands and see that both sets of fans will be supporting their team when that uh, starting whistle goes because across from me there's uh, flags in the shape of a salt tyre that will be waving when the teams come back out for kick-off later on the Ukraine fans to my left which are featuring some orphans as well are guests of the, the SFA they're draped in uh, Ukraine flags Ukraine tops it's a, a sea of yellow and blue there so a nice joyful atmosphere at Hamden at the moment it will just continue to crank up as kick-off approaches yeah, absolutely. I know there were plans for certain sections of the Tartan Army to be singing the Ukrainian national anthem as well. We'll maybe hear a bit more about that later on. There's been that atmosphere in the city all day. Remember, this even goes back to that Poland game, over £500,000 raised for UNICEF's Ukraine appeal as well from that night. So a show of support from the Scottish people, from the Scottish FA, from the fans. But of course, as Andrew says, when that game gets going, there is a football match to be won. So plenty to look forward to. Let's bring in Alex. Now he's from Lards, but I suspect he's a bit closer uh, to us by now. He's on his way to Hamden. Alex, how are you feeling about tonight? Incredibly nervous, Gordon. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Faro. Incredibly nervous. Uh, just standing next to the Asda at Hamden just now, trying to just soak up the atmosphere, waiting to get into the stadium. So the atmosphere is building. Everybody looks in good spirits. So the confidence is building second by second. In a weird way, I'm kind of I'm happy to hear that you're nervous because I'm a bit like that, Alex. I'm a nightmare. These guys will tell you during the Scotland games, my nerves can take over. And everyone's been so confident so far. So I'm glad to hear somebody out there has got the sweaty palms on already. Um, I didn't know that people hung about outside Asda to get <laughs> a, a bit of atmosphere. Other supermarkets are available. Few refreshments. But, um, but there we go. Um, well, that's that's the way it should be. Look, yeah, for, for, for so many Scotland fans, Alex. I won't do it. I won't. I won't, me- I won't mention the, the the bad times. There's so many. They just roll off the tongue. All the shocks, all the disappointments, all the heartbreak. So it's understandable to have nerves on an occasion like this. Without doubt, Gordon, and uh, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I was watching some of the Ukraine and Scotland fans embracing uh, coming up to the to the, the pub as well tonight. And they are in good uh, spirits, but they, they, naturally you're going to be nervous going into these games because you know what the ramifications. The last time was 98, 24 years ago before we, we last uh, competed at a World Cup game. So, you know, it's such a big occasion for everyone. I think everybody's nervous. The prospect of going over to Qatar as well is incredible. Sorry, Alex and Largs, your namesake interrupted you there. What was your point you were so desperately <laughs> trying to make? <laughs> Job, so there we go. Uh, but the, my main point was essentially just that this has been a succession of small victories for, for Steve Cutts since he joined in. So basically when he came, we obviously had these these defeats which uh, at Belgium or at Russia. But bit by bit, we've built on that. Um, I think Cyprus was a big test. We had to show a bit of metal and come back. And then we had to beat a team like Kazakhstan who we slipped up from away from home. People forget things like that happened. And then obviously from that, we've built on that. We obviously had the, the Euro qualifier. Um, 
in semi-final and final we built on that and it just seems to keep building and building we keep be- beating better and better teams and the pin- I hope the pinnacle isn't the Denmark game uh, but it seems to be just progressing through that but I just think that from Steve Clark from somewhat humble beginnings as it, as it might have been um, from those defeats they might have been experiencing we've just passed every test and I remember standing in, at, at the game in Cyprus and saying we need to show a bit of metal against a team that are a pot four team then we need to show a bit of metal against a team that are a pot three team pot two team and then here we are tonight and, and we need to show that same determination that same metal again and hopefully we do and hopefully we, we I can call you again from, from outside an Asda on Sunday <laughs> Absolutely. Do they have Asda in Qatar? I don't know, but we'll look into it. But look, Alex is obviously a big Scotland fan if he's rhyming off Cyprus and Kazakhstan and knows the journey that it took to get here. With that in mind then, Alex, is you look at the team selection tonight, Stevie Clark has very much earned the right to, to pick Aaron Hickey or, or, or almost pick whoever he likes. Now, of course, as football fans, you're allowed to question it. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, but we're at the stage where you put a bit of faith in there by now, don't you? In my mind, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have considered myself if we had the fact of Donald. I know that international football was different from club football, and that loyalty means a lot. I mean, I think if you look back um, to the sort of 2012 to 2016 campaign, Sean Maloney was getting picked a lot when he wasn't playing a lot of regular cup football. Gordon Strachan trusted him to play in the specific role that, that he played, and it came to fruition with goals against Ireland. I think that O'Donnell filled that particular need for, for Stevie Clark. He trusts the guy, and, and sometimes when and it's a difficult balance, you need to pick between form and players you trust. So I get why O'Donnell might have been the judge. I think personally, think he's the right the right call. I'm happy that he's done it, but um, again, it, 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 I wouldn't have criticised either way. But I, I'm personally happy. But I, I wouldn't have went either way. It would have been fine with, with me. Yeah, I think Alex makes great points, Gordon, about that. Step by step, well, it was never going to be overnight anyway. How could it be if you've not been at a major tournament for 24 years? You're not just turning on the style one day and everything's hunky dory from, from then. But even if you look back to some of Steve Clark's early squads, there's a bit of a myth around. You know, we, we spoke about consistency, but there's a bit of a myth that it's always the same people. Look at you know, look at all the people who, who have been in in that time. Look even the team that got us to the Euros. You don't yeah. see much of Warren Shankland anymore. You don't see Ollie McBurney anymore. You don't see Lee Griffiths anymore. You don't see Liam Palmer anymore. And the list goes on and on. The squad has evolved with a core that have come along that journey as well. Yeah, I think he's done a remarkable job to get to this core, Gordon. I went back to earlier about individuals. I think we've always had good individual players but I think he's he's put this te- uh, this group of lads into a team and they, they all buy into what Steve Clark's doing Steve Clark at the start of his journey had to win over a lot of doubters and you're right he's got every right to pick any player tonight because I think the nation's got so much confidence in him now I think we, what we see you look at we're, we're touching on the wide areas you even look at the middle of the park tonight the, the abundance of talent in there for us you know Gilmore everybody raves about McGregor what a season he's had leading Celtic to the title and the song John McGinn so I just think he's he's, he's earned the right tonight I hope he's got it right I think tactically he's very very good indeed and I get back to what I said earlier I think substitutions tonight could be so important yeah well we have got that depth Simon Donnelly you look at guys who without being unfair on previous Scotland teams in a different era would have been first names in the team sheet you look at the level Stuart Armstrong operates at Ryan Christie's the man who scored the goal really that well that got us to the penalty shootout that got us to the Euros he was unbelievable before the tears that night in Belgrade and 
that's before you even get to guys that are, are not involved tonight because of injury, you know, such yeah. as, as Ryan Jack, Kieran Tierney. Um, and again, Armstrong, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you talk, talk about guys then that have had to be integrated more recently. So it's been, um, yeah, there's, there's a bit of a depth there. We're, we're in a good place. We really are. Uh, and we, we're just focusing on the right back position there with three boys there tonight. That any one of them could have started. You've got Patterson there as well, but right throughout our team we have got depth. We're strong in the middle of the park. And as Daz touched on, you know, guys like Armstrong and Christie, they could quite easily come off the bench tonight and be the hero. You know, they've, they've, they've proved themselves at this level for Scotland over the years. And, you know, we do have that strength and depth there. So it would not be a surprise to me if somebody like an Armstrong or a Christie come off that bench and score the goal that takes us takes us over to Cardiff yeah I mean sometimes the bench on an international night is so big that it just kind of gets lost you just assume everybody else is there it's actually not the case I'm just looking at the subs yep. uh, to give it a bit of a, a passing mention Mark Wilson um, so Alan Campbell who was called up for yeah. the first time he's actually not amongst the subs so we, we won't see oh. him from a debut I think he did join up slightly later um, David Turnbull's not on the bench <laughs> either he was named in the squad he's not amongst the subs so um the obvious ones, David Marshall and Liam Kelly, the goalies, Stephen O'Donnell, John Souter, Ryan Christie, Jack Hendry, Scott McKenna, Stuart Armstrong, Ross Stewart, Jacob Brown, Lewis Ferguson and Greg Taylor yeah. are the options. Good spread there, you know, players that, that could probably fit in easily into the side. But and, 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 sorry, no Anthony Ralston either on the bench. No Anthony Ralston as well, so that's a surprise as well. But we're chatting about the players and the individuals. I think Daz touched on it um, perfectly. The manager has to take huge credit because when he came in, he had to pick between all these players. He had to, first of all, make Scotland hard to beat, tactically hard to beat. No matter who came into the side, and he did that. He tried and tested a lot of players, but he found a group of players that can succeed at international level. Not just flashing the pants who come in and do it one and two games, but can adhere to his tactics. And that's why we are where we are. Because of the manager and because of the players trusting him and carry out his instructions to a tee. It's not individually, it's for the team. Uh, to Alex, not Alex Ray, Alex the Scotland fan. I can tell, Alex, you sound like a, a far-travelled Scotland fan, you, you've seen it all now as good as it was to qualify for the Euros we, we did it in empty stadia how special is it to have the chance to hopefully witness it in person this time around well not so special you're trying to hear the radio and then walk through at the same time but absolutely it's, it's a, it is a special occasion I mean the amount of times that we've seen the glorious failure and we've all been very we've all been very familiar with that so it's good to actually have a chance to do it on the park now I think we're going to let Alex go. I mean, you think he sounds... <laughs> he sounds Maybe he's on his way to the stadium. It sounds great to me. Um, I wonder, Simon, how important that that will be. I mean, back to the, the old Hamden Roar sort of thing. Right. We didn't get the chance to, to, to experience that. And yes, the team found a way and they, they got over the line. But I'm thinking since then, that night against Israel, Scott McTominay's last-minute winner... Incredible. Yeah. You then take it on to the, to the Denmark game as well. But there is that, just that sort of feeling growing. You wonder how beneficial it can be to have a full Hamden tonight. Gordon, I grew up going to Hamden to watch really good Scotland teams. Beating Spain, beating France. Alec and Dazzle definitely rem remember those games. The atmosphere that can be generated at Hamden. The England game when we came so yeah. close with Griffiths free kicks. The atmosphere and... You know, the Scotland fans are brilliant, you know, and that's why we, we want to beat all these finals because with the Tartan Army there, it brings something to the party, it really does. 
they'll be totally respectful of the Ukrainians tonight but they'll get right behind the team for the start and if, if the boys on the part it's everything else if they can instigate it and get us going you know the atmosphere will be electric yeah thank you very much to Alex who was somewhere from Lards to Asda to Hamden along the journey it was lovely to share it with him thanks again to Alex you can join us you don't have to be uh, on the move you might just be sitting in the living room with the feet up ready to watch the game so give us a call 0141 951 1025 and we'll take more of your calls next is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Live from the Church on the Hill. We stand together, Shotlandia and Ukraine. This Scotland team has produced a sensational performance. I got the wheel to go a little Magnificent! Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Now the Church on the Hill is getting a bit quieter. That means Hamden is getting busier. Many people making the short walk down to the National Stadium hoping to witness Scotland go within one game of World Cup qualification still plenty of people who are going to watch the game in here with us so you can stay in touch on the phones 01419511025 we would encourage you to I know how tense these games can be if you're shouting at the TV during the game <laughs> just shout at us instead 01419511025 how will the players be feeling at this point in it all Simon? Just want to get out just want to get out this was always for me the the worst part of any game, never mind a big game that they were before, you just want to get out and start, start the game. You know, they'll be sitting in there, they've done their warm-up, the preparation, as I say, this is extended, obviously, with circumstances out of Scotland's control, they were now playing this game in June, they just want to start the game now. Yeah, I wonder, Mark Wilson, end-of-season internationals, I guess they're never ideal for a number of reasons. You've got Scott McKenna just played in the playoff final a couple of days ago, Andy Robertson's had quite the time of it. You've got just naturally a, lot, a long campaign for people. Um, again, you go back to what I said at the top. It feels ridiculous to, to moan about that stuff because of the build-up Ukraine have had. Right? So I get that. You know, I'm just talking on a purely footballing basis. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, Lee Griffiths' day, that came at the end of a season. Yeah. Scotland have had some good, good days at, at the end of seasons. But is there an element of the unknown about it and how it affects players I think when you've got this magnitude of game it certainly helps I know the players will be tired I mean players nowadays are playing 50 to 60 games a season I mean it's unthinkable when I played I was lucky if I got to 20 real man he's in a season I was still knackered but I mean I think that takes over I mean we heard Kevin De Bruyne this week come out and kind of slate the nation's league because he's played so many games and he said they're glorified friendlies but when it's a World Cup qualifier that goes all out the window. Because the World Cup is the pinnacle of any player's career. And especially for the Scottish players who, you know, these these guys, some of them can't even remember when Scotland were at France 98. So Andy Robertson and, and McKenna and the guys who have had a lot of football in their legs and recently at that, I think it will go out their mind. Adrenaline will get them through and I don't have, think they'll have any issues at all tonight. Yeah, I agree with Mark. I don't think there'll be any thoughts of tiredness tonight. They come out of that tunnel, Simon's right, they'll be sitting in that dressing room, desperate to get out onto the pitch, desperate to hear that, that whistle and getting playing this game. They know how important it is, they know what it means to themselves, their families, the country, everyone involved. So, no, I don't think the fact that they've had long seasons and they have, but they're very good athletes now, they'll just be looking forward to this. And the 12th man, we'll go for the cliche, the 12th man, the Hamden Roar. Now, like I said, I hope no one just tunes in and thinks that we're somehow making out that 
Andy Robertson playing in a Champions League final is a worse build-up than what Ukraine have had. But that, that stuff just goes without saying. You know, it's completely from a different conversation, really, about what, what's going on. And it'll be interesting to, to know, Mark, again, you know, maybe the sort of the passion, the pride that, that can fire up Ukraine's players. A very... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A very different build-up even within Ukraine because... Ukrainian players, if they've been playing domestically, of course, the league's been suspended. You look at captain Alexander Zinchenko's on the screen right now, been playing for Man City. So, you know, even within their team, who knows what impact the, the build-up will have. Well, you've got to think that will bring them together more. You know, the, I was reading that the players have been together for a wee bit now in a training camp. They played Munch and back, so they get some minutes under their belt. But they watched the Champions League final. Some Ukrainian kids as well visited them. They have a fair idea of what's resting in their shoulders and what it would mean for the country and some of the people there if they can beat Scotland and get to the World Cup. So, if anything, it will make them pull together in the right direction. Even if the legs are tired and they're struggling in games, well... You've got to think they've got in their mind that it's nothing compared to what the people are struggling back home. So it's going to be a tough ask for both sets of players this evening. Yeah, let's bring in Tony in Paisley and see how he's feeling. Tony, what's on your mind tonight? Good evening, panel. How are you doing? I've actually moved to Bolton now just over a month ago. Fair enough. We'll up, update that system. He's now Tony in Bolton. There we go. What are you thinking Aye. ahead of tonight? Um, I don't know where to start. Good evening to you all, panel, anyway. Um, it's just a fantastic buzz to be watching Scotland with us. Um, I'm one of the generation, I remember the TV being rolled out in primary school for the Australia game. And um, it's been a regular thing of making it to finals. But um, to see this again, and uh, I must say I'm very confident as well. It's great to see there's no worries over selection. Whoever comes into the team, everyone seems to be happy and content with. Yeah, what in particular about that team selection pleases you, Tony, and gives you confidence? Um, I think bringing Aaron Hick in is good. I mean, he's played obviously 38 games in Serie A this season. He's played against Inter Milan, AC Milan, he's, he's obviously done very well. And I think it's good to see uh, Adams and Dyke starting up front, going with two up front as well. Yeah, that's a fair point. We've not really got to that, Simon. I'm looking around here. Simon yeah. and Gordon I think we'll leave the goal scoring to you two and Alex and Mark can take a back yeah, you weren't bad for a midfielder to be yeah, fair you, 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 you really could return Alex uh, so I'm the okay. only one that's been left out yes yeah, absolutely okay. you've got to go um, for double figures <laughs> Adams and Dykes as Tony quite rightly mentions Gordon and Simon what, what do we make of that you look at Dykes I think was it four games in a row he went scoring for Scotland yeah. he played a really really important role uh, in the last campaign in the sort of middle of it and then you just got the sense that Shea Adams was getting better and better all the time. You look at the Denmark game, for instance. How important are those two? How do you see that working? I think we've not been blessed with strikers. I think it's the kind of weakest department in our team over the last few years. So to, to pluck these guys out, Dykes coming in, leading the line, probably the most physical out of the two. I thought Adams was the real yeah. You know, pace, the way he took his goal. Uh, I think they've really added something to it because once the likes of Lee Griffiths falls away, we, we, we didn't have a lot to fall back on there. So I think these two have been big players for us, and I always, I always like two strikers. I know Christie's did well for us before playing off and roundabout, but I, I like playing with two strikers, and I think he's been bold tonight, and that's a good move for us. Yeah, Simon mentioning Gordon. League, even Lee Griffiths didn't, for a number of reasons, didn't play that many games for Scotland. Everyone remembers the England day, which was just unbelievable. 
Warren Shankland had a good go at it. Ola McBurney had a bit of a go at it. Eamon Brophy had a go at it. Mark McNulty. We really, for a long time, were searching for that solution. Now, I'm not suggesting Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams are absolute top draw international win you the World Cup strikers, but they've clearly played a really important role for Scotland in the last few months. Yeah, they've been massive. Uh, I'm agreeing with Simon. I like the two strikers up top. I think they're a bit different. You know, Dykes will go and win the aerial battle. Adams is a terrific player for me. Great pace. Very intelligent player. I think the difference, okay, you look at Dykes' club level, not being bang them in left, right and centre. But he's not playing with guys like Andy Robertson going down the flank, Hickey with his quality. You look behind these two guys as a striker, you think, who's going to supply me with the opportunities? You've got McGregor, brilliant on the ball. Gilmore, brilliant on the ball. McGinn opens up space for you. If we can get the delivery tonight to these two guys, I'm sure they'll find the back of it. Again, Alex, it goes back to what we're talking about fulfilling a role within the team again, yeah, no one is pretending Lyndon Dykes is a world beater yeah. but you look at the way he's gone about his business the effort that he's put in, the way that he's allowed the team to play, he's been, he's been vital since he came yeah, into he's the been team. pivotal, I remember we had the discussion on the show when it was a toss up between Australia and I'm saying I would go for him all day long because he wasn't quite established at Livingston, he was scoring the odd goal I just thought he'd bring something different, different to the table I think there was a lot of guys who are in and around the Scotland squad but he didn't have that physical presence he likes to get up at close to centre-halves he likes to bully them and Shea Adams is the one that kind of charges down in the, the flanks and plays in, in, uh, around him and I think they complement each other very well and I commend Steve Clark in picking the two of them because it's brave I've said uh, particularly at the Euros you know I thought it was a wee bit con conservative and I thought this tonight looks to me as if he's having a real goal now if you can get the deliveries because it has to come for Hickey and it has to come for Robertson on the left hand side if you can get balls into the box and you've got Adams attacking that back post you've got the movement of um, Shea Adams and you've also got John McGinn who has this incredible knack now we talk about these guys but when you look at his goal scoring record it is so so impressive and it's partly because he picks up areas where people you know he just picks up in about the penalty spot he arrives late and so for me if you can get that and you have the protection of McGregor and Gilmore to allow the two guys to get the freedom down the flanks yeah we've got super John McGinn as the song goes for good reason thank you very much to Tony I'm glad you brought that up Tony good point thank you again it's 01419511025 and kickoff is coming next is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Live from the Church on the Hill. We stand together, Shotlandia and Ukraine. This Scotland team has produced a sensational performance. I got to get to go a little longer. Magnificent! Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scotland are 10 minutes away from a World Cup playoff. There might even have been a time when we thought that sentence was impossible. We had all these soul-searching episodes on this show where we thought we would never get there again and of course there is still work to be done but even getting to this playoff is a position that's been unfamiliar uh, for a generation of fans so lots to look forward to then Ukraine coming up at Hamden in just over 10 minutes time the winner takes on Wales and Cardiff on Sunday for a place at Qatar 2022 I dread to think what the climate there will do to Mark Wilson's complexion <laughs> but we will cross that bridge when we hopefully come to it it should be a fantastic 
evening, hopefully a fantastic week. And my goodness, just imagine the build-up if Steve Clark and his men can get over the line in the next couple of days. We are live at Church on the Hill, just up the road from Hamden. This place is simmering away nicely. There's a good atmosphere here. Fans looking forward to watching it on television. And, of course, lots of fans have left here and gone to enjoy the spectacle in person at Hamden as well. So let's go back there. Our reporter, Andrew McLean, has been there for quite some time. And already, Andrew, fantastic scenes at the National Stadium. Yeah, it's an incredible atmosphere here already. And what a view it is at Hamden as well. The sun is shining. The pitch is looking in unbelievable condition. And this is the occasion you want for a game of this magnitude. There was just uh, some music on there. And the fans across from me in the north stand, they all had their flags waving. It's in the shape of a saltire. It's the first ever fan-funded, fan-led TIFO display that there's been for the Scottish national team. And that probably just shows the appetite there is for the national team now because, you know, Scotland fans were struggling to fill Hamden for games a good few years ago but Steve Clark has come in and he's really captured the imagination of these Scotland fans who snapped up these tickets within I think it was 48 hours when they originally went on sale and the Scotland fans here are just so behind the team now and you guys were talking about it earlier it's that club atmosphere not only with the, the players in the changing room but in the stands as well it's supporters from all different clubs coming together wanting to support this team wanting them to get to these major tournaments and what a night it is for it as well as I say there's the saltire the flags across from me to my left there's loads of Ukraine flags in the section housing the away supporters around three and a half thousand fans there is over there at the moment and I can tell you that there's, there's plenty of Ukraine flags around the home support as well I actually think there's quite a mix of supporters in the home end as well I can see quite a few Ukraine shirts as well so there's a good mix support here and the world media is here as well I cannot really remember a time when Hamden has had so much media here there's cameras there's photographers there's journalists when I was walking about the media room earlier on I'd never been in there and and seen so many people that I'd never seen before so many fresh faces from all over the world Ukraine's press conference before the game uh, yesterday they had journalists from the US they had journalists from Japan from the Middle East because they want to come here and they want to cover this story this massive story the fact that Ukraine have managed to get to this point where they can now try and earn their place at the World Cup against Scotland and then the winner of this of course going to Cardiff on Sunday there's just the flags being put out on the pitch at the moment that the teams will line up behind for the national anthems and we'll bring you them from Hamden very shortly uh, yeah, and I'll tell you what, the world's media in for an absolute treat when they go for that lukewarm pie in the press <laughs> oh, room at halftime. Yes. Maybe a lumpy Bovril as well. What a gourmet delight that will be for them. Um, I'm joking, of course, <laughs> if any of the Hamden catering staff are listening, we mean no offence. But, but that is it, Alex. The eyes of yes. the footballing world will be on Hamden tonight. We know that a, a poignant emotional occasion, but also with a massive incentive in, in a footballing sense as well. So there is a, there's a massive spotlight on this and for us, there's still no shame in saying it. You can be sympathetic to the cause and sympathetic yeah. to what's going on and still want Scotland to win 7-0. That's all right, isn't it? But those yeah, things can coexist. Yeah, without doubt, Gordon. I think, uh, as Andrew said there, I think there's Ukrainian flags uh, uh, around the ground. I think they will be welcomed onto the pitch. Uh, the national anthem will be, you know, for them as well will be acknowledged uh, respectfully. But at the end of the day, Gordon, it's about this sporting uh, kind of contest that's going to go ahead tonight. Uh, and everybody within that stadium, out with the Ukrainians, will be desperate to get to this final uh, on, on uh, you know, Sunday. Andrew McLean, how different is it? We, we know we've been speaking about that night in Belgrade, which was away from home and in front of an empty stadium. And then, of course, 
you know, the, the, the Israel game before that one. To, to actually have a night of this occasion with a, a rocking Hamden, it must be something special to be there. Yeah, when you actually just separate the you know the issues we've talked about coming into the game and the actual football and the atmosphere here, this is incredible. This is what a Scotland game should be like. This is what Hamden should be like on a massive night for Scotland and a huge game because the supporters here, you can you can sense the nerves, you can sense the tension, you can sense the excitement. These Scotland fans are just so desperate to cheer on their team to help them when they're out on the pitch and you can see the, the joy as well people of all ages there's families there's, there's friends all just here together there's, there's beach balls floating about as well in the sunshine and this is exactly what you want from your national team and I, I was one of those growing up who had a bit of a disconnect from the national team because I grew up in a stage where the national team were nowhere near major tournaments I think my first ever game at Hamden they lost 2-1 to Romania here and it was really tough, you know, to, to support Scotland because what you were seeing on the park just didn't capture your imagination and it almost felt like a chore. But this group of players and Steve Clark make it extremely easy for you to enjoy what you're seeing at Hamden and what you're seeing away from home in these massive games. And the teams are making their way out the tunnel at the moment. And all 11 of the Ukrainian players, as they make their way onto the pitch, are draped in Ukraine flags. And it's quite a powerful image as you see them all make their way onto the pitch. And it's a standing ovation from everyone in here. And they would be standing anyway to applaud the Scotland players getting out onto that pitch. But they're also showing their appreciation not only for the Ukraine players but the Ukraine fans that are here for this game as well because we know what they've been through we know what they're currently going through we know what's happening in Ukraine and for them to even be able to make this game and get to the point where they can compete against Scotland is massive and I'll let you listen in to the Ukrainian national anthem moment and what a powerful image that will be that is being shown across the world on the big screen at Hamden it says peace the Ukrainian players standing arm in arm with their Ukrainian flags observing and singing the national anthem with the Scotland fans observing it well I'll now let you listen in to the Scotland national anthem
we'll just listen to the reception from the Scotland fans. The national anthems are done and we are so close to kick off here at Hamden. The sun still shining, the conditions are perfect. The players going along doing their handshakes at the moment. The Ukraine players still draped in their Ukraine flags, but there's been so much talk and build up ahead of this game. And as I say, kick off is nearly here. A lot has been done to make sure this game can go ahead and we're now ready for the next 90 or 120 minutes to solely focus on the football. It's a place at the World Cup playoff final at stake a chance to take on Wales at Cardiff on Sunday to get to Qatar and that's the aim now for both these sets of players I'll give you that Scotland team now as they line up for their official photo it's Craig Gordon starting in goal the back three Scott McTominay, Grant Hanley and Liam Cooper it's a first start for 19-year-old Aaron Hickey at right wing back Andy Robertson at left wing back it's then Billy Gilmore and Callum McGregor the two central midfielders John McGinn in behind Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes up top and there's plenty of strength on that Scotland bench as well. Marshall Kelly, O'Donnell, Suter, Christie, Hendry, McKenna, Armstrong, Stuart Brown, Ferguson and Taylor. And when you look at that Ukraine side as well, there's some big names in there. Alexander Zinchenko is the biggest of them all at Manchester City. Just won the Premier League with them. There's Andrei Yarmolenko, who was most recently at West Ham, has left them this summer. Uh, Mikolenko as well, who's at Everton. So they've got some Premier League, English Premier League prowess in that team. And a, a lot of home-based players as well for uh, the Ukraine side. Captains now uh, doing the coin toss, Andy Robertson and it is Andrei Yarmolenko that are shaking hands at the moment and you can hear that song ringing round Hamden once again, the John McGinn song, you were talking about it at Church on the Hill, it's the song these Scotland fans love, it's a player these Scotland fans love, will he be the difference maker tonight, who will be the hero, but this is a playoff game with com a completely different feel to these players, they've been at this stage before to try and get to a major tournament, they've shown the passion, they've shown the quality, they've shown the courage needed to get the job done, and will they do the same again tonight? Goal Flashes with Aspire Industrial Services, leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear. It is showtime. Scotland v Ukraine for the chance to take on Wales in the final of the World Cup playoffs. It doesn't really get much bigger than this for Scotland fans under the age of about 30. It hasn't got bigger than this. Of course, getting to the Euros was fantastic. This is the World Cup. This is the top table. And this is where Scotland wants to dine come November, December. We are getting underway at Hamden in the sunshine. The pitch is magnificent. The atmosphere is fantastic. And it is all set up for an unbelievable 90 and maybe even more minutes, Alex Ray. That was absolutely incredible, Gordon. I was getting emotional watching the Ukrainian players singing the anthem and then Scotland fans in full voice as well. As Scotland just shelled the ball long, showing the intent from the off. Yeah, we always talk about these things every week, no matter which team it is, whether it's a game as, as big as this or not, how important a fast start is, Gordon. But the reality is you can win or lose a game at any point in it, but I'm sure the Tartan Army that are inside Hamden would, would like to see something early on and get their teeth into his, his Ukraine goal in the first attack. Yeah, I, I think uh, Steve Clark, that would have been the message uh, in the dressing room. Let's start the front foot, let's get uh, the balls up there, you know, ask questions of their back men, but you're playing against a very experienced and good side and individuals there, but 
It'll be sort of a... I'm not expecting a, a, a quality first 10, 15 minutes. Obviously, emotions at the beginning is running high as well, Gordon. So the game, I think, will take time to settle down. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wilson, I wonder if it's easy to forget that. We, we, we should be confident we've got good players. But this is a team that you know got good results against France in their qualification group. This is a team... They do have an English Premier League winning player from last week, as Andrew McLean says. You just look even at the the stature up front, it's going to be some battle between Yarmolenko and, yeah. and uh, Grant Hanley. This is a good football team, there's a reason yeah. they're at the same stage as us. Well, of course, looking through our individuals, you know, you've got guys at Everton, Benfica, West Ham, who put Yarmolenko's just left, Man City, a good mix, but it is a mix because some of them have been unfortunate enough to miss out in football because of uh, what's going on back home. So some of them are match fit, some of them might not be up to speed, but I says it earlier on that <coughs> the task ahead of them and what's going on at home will make them pull together. So it's not as if this is going to be a walkover for Scotland. We need to remember Ukraine's is at 24 places above us in the FIFA ranking. They're above us for a reason, you know, because they're a good side. So it's going to be difficult, but the guys are right. If Scotland can get the ball forward early and put this back line under pressure, and hopefully we can nick something, nick a chance or two to get that crowd really in Scotland's side. They should be playing with confidence as well. You know, their recent form has been pretty impressive as well, Gordon. And uh, they have technical players. I find it fascinating because Scotland had a nibble early doors. Callum McGregor tried to do a high press. Then you get Hickey on the right-hand side. They're trying to play out through the back. So, fascinating in the opening couple of minutes. Yeah, the thing I'm, I'm looking at the European is they're away from home, Alex. You don't look like they've just got to sit in and hit the counter. They've got guys up the forward Technical. line. Yeah, yeah uh, they're, they're going to be brave tonight. They fancy this as well because they have got quality players. You know, you look at players that played in the English Premier League and we've said it week in, week out. You don't play with Manchester City unless you've got an abundance of talent. He's yeah. actually playing in the middle of the park tonight, Sinchenko. <laughs> we all missed that it's, it's, Daz. It's, I didn't it's, it's, it's not like the old days does nah, Man State Reserves <laughs> uh, the best backside in world football John McGinn of course already won a free kick in the middle of the pitch no real um, danger either way just shepherded the ball you know what's interesting the, the balls went to Aki twice there and he's almost turned back in his left foot twice mm. there's a flick on from Lyndon Dykes that was nearly in the path of Shea Adams gives us a throw in about level with the penalty spot maybe a chance just to load that box don't mind that Gordon I don't mind that or maybe on. not as they you take know, it shot a lot, of, a lot of people saying oh don't play this route one football see if you get someone like Dykes that's going to win it I'm quite happy for that early doors to ask questions and he's got a partner there Daz as well yes. he touched on the two up front he almost flicked that into the path of Adams yeah, we've seen this time after time. If you had a little diagonal into Lyndon Dykes, he doesn't give the centre-half a, a, a second to set himself. He's aggressive, and it nearly came off that I occasion. think that's what the, 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 the main point, diagonal. You can't hit straight balls. That's right. You hit straight balls, it just goes over and goes out for a... For just, a, a, just, a like that, just, just like that. Just like that, there, yeah. Alec. Yeah, if he can hit diagonals and he can win them, then he's got runners, he's got Adams, he's got McGinn that'll go and take up good positions. Yeah, you can see Scotland are not letting Ukraine out. They're not full on in the faces in terms of a press but Dykes, Adams and John McGinn just in a sort of triangle on the, the outskirts of the box just making sure Ukraine can't pass but one ball over the top unfortunately has done it and Ukraine are able to get into a crossing position and it's cut out by Grant Hanley but tell you what McTominay's all over the place there yeah. at, at a 70 yard diagonal to the goalkeeper he should have done better and then Ukraine just play a 1-2 around him and he's nowhere to be seen very easy, wasn't it? Yeah. Really easy. Oh, it's going to be a sore one on Billy Gilmore. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. 
Oh, it's the first yellow card of the game, so the referee's not hanging about. Andy Robertson had the ball. We could have gone on if the ref had played the advantage, but it's a really heavy one on Billy Gilmore. And it's booking already for Ukraine, nice and early. It's a, it's a no poor, poor referee, no. Yeah, you know, because Andy that. Robertson... Yeah, you can bring that back and book him later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's no doubt it's a booting, but that was a promising attack there for Scotland on the left. Yeah, Yarmachuk's gone into the book, Simon, but ideally you're looking for the referee to have a, a bit of awareness there especially, and let play yeah, go on. Especially just hold off. We were breaking on the left there. As you say, bring the play back and book him if you want to do that afterwards. You just wonder if that's the referee stamping his authority on the game early. You know, you usually see big games, they'll give the first couple mm. leeway and, and think, OK, I don't want to show the yellows too early, but five minutes on the clock, first Does, yellow for the game. For me, that was an easy decision for the referee to make. It was so late, he was aggressive at pace, so you can't let the aim yeah. run. Yeah. You, however, you remember, well, you'll remember Seville. The referee was letting them go all night long. You know, there used to be this thing that it was foreign referees that would get on it early and our referees would let things go. But you look at the way and that yeah, game and yeah. some of the other big European games have been refereed. It's, it's very inconsistent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it boils down to the individual. It's uh, subjective. But he's, listen, Gordon, he's set his... He's out now. out now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any bad tackle? Yeah, Scotland haven't quite got going yet. I mean, it's been scrappy. There's the second free kick on the John McGinn back side. He does that so well. So well. Protects the ball well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's not really going anywhere there. He knows he's not been able to turn, but buys the foul. Again, the ball to Hickey there. I would have liked to have seen him a wee bit more advanced than, than he was. He kind of held the halfway line. I thought he could have ran him behind. But again, he turns back in his left-hand side. So... I mean, I said it should be easier for him to play. Mm. I don't think he's looked forward once yet. I know it's the early stages in the game, but maybe can, just feeling his way into it. You can tell Ukraine have decided to press quite high there, Alec. You know, you've got the three guys up there are making Craig Gordon kick it. But the problem for kicking it is, I think Dykes has got the beating of the centre-half already. Sometimes you have that ploy, Gordon, as if you're going to try and play it for the back, which allows him to play three up against you. Then you can go into Dykes yeah. and it becomes a little bit more stretched again. Now, Callum McGregor's given away a foul for a sliding challenge, and you can see the Ukraine oh. players are making this, the point to say, what's the difference between that and the one in Gilmore? I agree. That's yeah. a bit yeah. yeah. um, I think he's got away with it, he's actually. Lucky. has Callum McGregor. So we'll take that. Man, all right. all good feet. You can see he's a good player there. He drags Callum McGregor in and then just you know, in. turns away from him. So, very good technically this side. I think the referee's been listening to you, Gordon, about it, been lenient on that occasion. Yeah, Ukraine are getting some joy. They're looking quite comfortable as the ball comes into the box. It's over the bar. If that's a save from that Craig Gordon, it on. is top, top draw. We knew we'd have to rely on him. And Scotland not defending too well at all. A simple ball into yeah. the box, missed by a couple. And it's a wonderful tip over the bar from Craig Gordon. And in all honesty, a let-off for Scotland. I, I think your back three are getting dragged all over the place just now. Well, that, I, I really do. That's not that occasion there. Hickey's in the right position, but he's on his heels, yeah. which allows the yeah. Ukrainian player to get across the face. It's actually a very good save. Yeah, a bit of a nervy start for Scotland. In all truth, much nervier than we had hoped for. Yeah, Going to get our first corner kick of the day, but this referee's not standing for any nonsense. He's having a word with Yarmachuk, who's already been booked. And Liam Cooper, just to tell them to cut out any nonsense. And uh, yeah, Scotland could be doing with getting a bit of a foothold in this game sometime soon. He actually looks as if he's got a little height advantage on Cooper there as well. It's off the training ground from Ukraine. It's short, but luckily uh, the idea might have been there, but not the execution. Not the and it goes straight to Craig Gordon. Well, I, I, we, we, we spoke about certain areas of the pitch tonight for Scotland. I think the one area that I'm very confident is the goalkeeper. 
Well, here goes Aaron Hickey for the first time. He's not got much support. He's got two or three Ukraine players, and unfortunately for him, it comes back off him uh, and goes out for a goal kick. But you know, it's, it's, it's just what Willow was saying. More positive. It, it, it looks, He's more tentative. He wants to come back in on his left, on his left foot. foot. Yeah. And it's strange because I think he had the opportunity there just to get it out of his feet so on his right. Lucky with the break of the ball at the end, but it looks as if he wants to come on his left foot. Yeah. His first three touches with his left foot. We had this discussion at the five aside about four months ago about what, right. you remember what yeah. foot he kicks with. And uh, his actual initial three touches with his left foot, I'm, I'm not convinced that he's actually a natural out-and-out right footer. Outsider, yeah. Uh, Lyndon Dykes is just trying to make a nuisance of himself as he so often does and uh, he does it well it's a throw into Scotland he's an old fashioned battering ram uh, Willow you, you know he's going to make contact with you there for that header he doesn't mind putting his head in when it hurts but Scotland could do away with Gilmore McGregor and McGinn just getting a hold of the ball and just calming things down and just keeping it on the deck a bit I think it's all too rushed when we're getting the ball you know we're trying to go direct to Dykes and Adams too quickly and it's coming right back at us yeah, Ukraine are the more confident on the ball, that's for sure. As Liam Cooper's got a bit of defending to do, he gives a free kick away, does he? No, nope. referee's not having it, that's fine. So Craig Gordon will just launch it long. Uh, once again, Linton Dykes goes up, and uh, it's becoming a bit of a theme. I like that he's gone extra menacing as well. He's shaved the head again, and I think he's, has he added he's, a few more neck down. tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> she can't be a neck tattoo, she's guys. Too. I think that's where you're going wrong. No, I, I actually had a look at that, and I thought, I don't think that's for me now. That's uh, you they could off. They shaved head, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, that that might be the worst of the lot on Lyndon Dykes. That was that was naughty indeed. Referee has a word. He's already given a yellow to Ukraine. That that was the worst of the lot, though. When you see the you hate these ones, Alex, on the back of the the Achilles. Yeah, he's looking through the back of him, and what Lyndon Dykes does very well because he's just initiating contact. It puts his body in, and he just goes through the back of him. This is actually good for Scotland that they've actually given two yellow cars in opening, what, 11 minutes or so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Callum McGregor didn't get one, did he? No, he didn't, no. Um, but Scotland not at it yet. It won't be a performance that Stevie Clark will be delighted with. Don't get me wrong, it's been stop-start and it's been early on as Dykes wins the flick on. There's John McGinn, he just can't quite get the break of the ball. He does second time, Callum McGregor looking to work it to Andy Robertson in a familiar position ball. crosses into the box, oh. Adams is underneath it, so it's the first sniff I think that's for Scotland. Scotland. Good, good play from Scotland. Uh, they get it. They, they force the ball wide. McGregor yeah, gets right. it there. Robertson, that, that's a terrific cross, and at least gives an opportunity yeah, to go and attack it. And he's just a little bit unlucky, but positive from Scotland. Do you know what I like about that, Gordon? Is you've got one wing back crossing, crossing into the other one, one, and that, that shows me that you know they've got a license to get forward because of that protection in the middle of the park. Uh, and that suits Scotland. That goes up to Yarmolenko and. Uh, Frank Hanley wins the header this time. Yeah, that's exactly why the Scotland front two and Andy Robertson are pushing up at goal kicks to force Ukraine to kick it long, but your centre-halves have got to be there and try and anticipate that first ball and get round the side. They can't allow balls just to get pinged up to the halfway line into, into the centre-forward's chest. Billy Gilmore on the ball, just yeah, so better. often so impressive for Scotland. It's, it's not easy for this guy to come in and... Just perform every single time. He's had a tough time of it at club level. 
But so far in the dark blue of Scotland, he's been magnificent, hasn't he? Yeah, I think in the last couple of minutes, Gordon, Scotland have started to get the ball in the middle of the park, Gilmore and, and Callum McGregor, which allows you to get a foothold in the game. And it just takes this thing out of the opening ten minutes where, where the train were quite uh, impressive. Yeah, I'm off. that's a foul you would have to imagine. I wasn't particularly enjoying Scotland dribbling towards their own goal, but it, well, do you know what, it's good composure. Yeah, he's done well again there, the young kid just realised that He's not really going anywhere, just waiting for the foul to come in and relieve the pressure there, protect the ball. Yeah, and he, he buys it to an extent, Mark yeah, Wilson, but if you're in Ukraine, you're, it's such a bugbear. If somebody's just in their own corner flag, why bother even pushing them? Just yeah. let it happen. Well, the press got them so well. Press McTominay into Hickey and force them all the way back and you've got a chance to nick it and... You know, you get too close and that allows Hickey to go down. But, you know, Will was chat about experience players doing that. Young boy's 19 yeah. and yep. he's got himself at a hole there. Yeah. I'm just looking at pictures coming to Hamden there of his. It's Shevchenko. I'm oh. pleased he's not playing tonight because he was talking to Played against him. Oh, here we go, oh. Dan. Look, he's just throwing a name. Played against him, Dan. Here we go. No, I'd never played against him. Yeah, she Adams tries to just fire one into Lyndon Dykes again. Better from Scotland. It was a difficult pass. It was ambitious. It was going to have to find Dykes in between two... Ukrainian defenders but again positive yeah, Callum McGregor and Shad a decent area here dangerous just try to pick him out as you say difficult try to thread it in between the two Ukrainian defenders good defend good yeah. defending yeah, because they've narrowed in and made it very difficult for them with a bit more patience I think Andy Robertson maybe yep. would have arrived and, and got involved so uh, perhaps a lesson in not rushing things as Grant Hanley and Scott McTominay just clean up I'm, I'm with you, Mark. I'd like to see McGregor and Gilmore getting on the ball a little bit more. We're using that long ball to dykes all the time just now. I think it is a weapon that we should use, but the fact is the game's now starting to settle down. 14, 15 minutes. You want to see your creative players get on the ball a bit more. It's a bit mixed and matching. It's Dan. tough, though, when Lyndon Dykes wins every flick okay. on like that. And oh, oh, referee, come on. Shea Adams goes down, looked like he was nudged, and the free kick goes the other way because he did that old grab the ball trick. Um, mm. May have been soft, but I think it does well initially to, to actually anticipate the flick down to Dykes. Well, it's, like, it's no different start. to what John McGinn's done twice and Aaron Hickey's yeah. done to win free kicks, I suppose. And it would have been in a dangerous area, but that's is right. I, I think in the Euros we used this too much. I thought, I thought they kept trying to do it and it just didn't work and we never mixed it up. I just hope tonight's not the same where we keep trying it and we don't realise that we need to mix it up a bit we've got three quality players in the middle of the park I was just about to say that well, we've got three, three of our best players in the middle of the yeah. park you know really good technicians mm. good passers of the ball you don't want to bypass them for 90 minutes no no but again the, the threat for Dykes here Adams needs to be on his toes because four or five times now Dykes has won it so yeah. anticipate that if it's going to go along to Dykes Adams needs to be on his toes. And to be fair, we've seen a bit more of Gilmore and McGregor in the last yeah. few minutes than you know the opening ten or so. Um, but Scotland are trying to press. Andy Robertson is on level with the opposition's 18-yard box. Um, but Ukraine are they're tidy. They keep it, and Aaron Hickey's going to have to go out and do some. See, that's, that's pressing. I think Cooper has to be up in his man there because they break the press and Cooper's five yards off his man. Now look where Ukraine end up. Edge of Scotland's box. Yeah, this is worrying again for Scotland. Ukraine are just trying to make something happen. It's well tidied up, though. Billy Gilmore, again, though, you know, it does go long quickly, as the guys have said, and, and Shea Adams loses it and it comes back at you. Um, so it's, um, it's nervy. It certainly has been a nervy start, and that's lovely from Ukraine. They're into the box here. They've found an option on the edge, and they might be offside. offside. It's more 
makes a wonder save. I think the flag surely was going yeah. up anyway, no? I, I think, think it will, but I'm the deflection sure. might... I think the deflection came off our quiver. Yeah, but once it goes forward, I think he's offside. Uh, anyway, it's a sensational save again from Craig Yeah, Bond. no, it came off Callum McGregor, although McGregor. it's a bit it's like the old VAR call yeah. in the Champions what League final. As long as the ball's played forward and the boys in the there, yeah, but Callum McGregor played it forward. Yeah, the Ukrainian boy he tries to nip, control he did, it. He did nick it off his toe, yeah. so it comes back to that whether it was deliberate or not. We don't need that discussion right now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Just relieved that we got away with it. A good save then, yeah. ultimately for Craig Gordon. Unbelievable yeah. save. I think he could be massive for now, I yeah. really do. Because um, the back three are looking a bit dodgy for me at this moment, but uh, Andy Robertson down that left hand, he gets a corner, Take the corner. that gives us a bit of encouragement. Yeah. I just wonder, Andy Robertson's running there, and there's a huge gap at the edge of the box for somebody to fill for him to bounce off he. Dykes has gave himself too much to do, but allows him to go on the outside and win a corner. I'd just like to see somebody for Robertson to bounce off yeah. in there. The big men will come up, Liam Cooper, Grant Hanley, Scott McTominay, Lyndon Dykes. There are good options, good yeah. height in that Scotland team. We've had some joy over the, the campaign as well. Yeah, let's place. see what Austin McPhee can come up with on the training ground. It's the deep one from Andy Robertson, and it's mm. header just over the bar. Hanley. Hanley. From Grant Hanley, it was close. It's going to take a special header from, from that for me to beat the goalkeeper. I think it's mm. uh, really uh, it's, to get generate the power in that he wants. It's a difficult one. Yeah, did they, yeah. Did the defenders leaning before. into him as well from from quite a distance. I'm pretty sure they scored a, a one fade quite far out, like that does in a, yeah. a previous Scotland game. I just didn't the fancy him there when I when I watched it, but it's positive from Scotland. <laughs> I was going to say he's so powerful in the air and it's, it's come back to haunt him, Grant Hanley. He's been penalised for a free kick and the referee has shown he's going to be fussy with stuff like that. He, he obviously so that could raise your arms to jump. That's you know part of it. The worry is, if that, if that keeps happening, it's sort of difficult to know what Grant Hanley's supposed to do in that I situation. It, I thought he was strong there in one. It was a, a good defensive header. Yeah. I've got to say, after 18, 19 minutes, very noticeable. They're a decent outfit. They've got some quality players that are very comfortable on the ball. They could be a threat tonight for us. Uh, what's impressed me is a little giving goes round about the edge of the box. Yeah. For me, they've gone two or three. They've gone two or three times. So. Is this one again here. Yeah, Chris, eight yards out, midway the goal. What a save! He's got his body big, and quick to the rebound as well. And I think that would. Have, I think McGregor. I think that was onside. Well, the flag didn't go up. Yeah, yeah. flag yeah. didn't go. Alex, you're right about the giving goals. That's twice McTominay has been done so easily on that right-hand side. And I know he's played a lot of football at top level, but again, he's lost possession. Scotland have been caught out here. Scott McTominay wanted a foul. He's not going to get it. Ukraine come forward, and that's a great ball inside. But again, Craig Gordon, a wonderful intervention. I said that after a couple of minutes. I think your back three look all over the place. I really do. I don't think they're settled at all. What a pass this was through as well. It was a wonderful ball through the legs oh, of Aaron Hickey round the wrong side of Grant Hanley, saved by Craig Gordon and out for a corner. They're getting dragged in, into positions you don't want to be. And, uh, you know, the Ukrainians are so clever, they're a skillful team, mm. they're causing problems. Yeah, again, it's a ball into the box, Grant Hanley deals with it. This is nervous for Scotland. They do look at sixes and sevens here, Just waiting on the ball to come into the box, a bit of defending to be done. And uh, Hamden holds its breath as another ball's flashed across, and this one goes wide. Another let off for Scotland. What, what, yeah. a, what a lovely ball this is because everyone's anticipating going round the face, cut it and he just cuts it back to the penalty spot. And the striker thankfully doesn't adjust his feet. I'm looking at the two Alex who's went out, John McGinn and Hickey. 
and the two of them get dragged to the ball and allow the Ukrainian player to, to overlap and give them all the time in the world. He's a right, the Scotland back, I would include the back five, yeah, me too. are a bit over the, all over the place at the minute. The two wing backs mm. as well look out of sorts. Yeah, look, it's, the football throws up these things, but you just wonder, there is no Kieran Tierney, he would have been there, and I'm not, I'm not even saying individually, but just as part of that unit, and uh, you know, Nathan Patterson or Stephen O'Donnell used to the unit, so maybe it's taken a bit of getting used to for there's the five bit, of them. Yeah, there's a change, of course, and you're right, and I think the importance of the game adds to that, and also, Gordon, the quality of the opposition, I think they're a very clever outfit. Their movement's good, they're dragging uh, defenders into positions you don't want to be dragged into. The one-twos round about them. They've got good quality this Ukrainian team. I think the saving grace is out with that one chance. Essentially for Craig uh, Gordon save, they've not really troubled them other than that. Uh, too many close calls so far though. London Dykes does win the flick on, but it just comes back and it's been bypassed again. Ukraine really skipping beyond Callum McGregor and, and Billy Gilmore breaking that midfield line quite easily with a, a pass round the corner the, the problem I would have about Steve Clark just now is the worry that the, the Ukrainian players are running off us too easy yeah. you know what I mean we're yeah. getting caught ball watching they're, they're using the space they've settled better than what we have they look very confident at, indeed here so we just need to ride the storm just now and play our way back in there. The two central boys, Milanovsky and Zinchenko, uh, have been absolutely brilliant in the middle of the park. Yeah, the giving movement's goes, great, Alex. Little pocket's been very intelligent. So, we're almost a quarter of the way through that first half, uh, through the game, sorry. It's been quick. Billy Gilmore does pick up. Scotland haven't really got going, and you can see even that pass isn't yeah. great, but Lyndon Dykes makes the most of it. What can Andy Robertson do? Yarmolenko's tracking all the way back and nicks it off his toe for a throw-in. Yeah, I'm not sure he'll be doing that for uh, the 90 minutes because Andy Robertson will come mm, over on him. Shea Adams goes down in the box, referee says, no thank you, up you get. Too easy for me, Gordon. Yeah. If that's the other way, you're, abs you're seeing absolutely no, no chance. chance. Uh, yeah, it was too easy, but look, it was positive. We get Gilmore on the ball. I would like to see a few more Scottish jerseys in that box when yeah. we're putting crosses <laughs> on. A few more passes as well, Daz, I think. Yeah, did Billy Gilmore, two minutes in, did Gilmore need to put that one into the box? Totally right. Keep I would like to see him yeah, keep, keep possession, drag that back, well, back to the out. There we give it away again there, quite yeah. quickly. Yeah. Remember chasing again. Aaron Hickey can't keep it, but he didn't have a, he didn't have much on. It's not individually that's the problem. That's a good yeah. run from Scott McTominay, but again, he just can't get out his feet. Can Callum McGregor open out? He can. Here's Andy Robertson. He tries the nutmeg. It doesn't come off. He's still got, still it. got it. He's into the box. Andy Robertson. He's going to hit it, and it's blocked out for a corner. Better from Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Very, very positive from the Scotland captain there. He gets a little break of the ball. Deserves it there. It opens up for him. He goes in, he looks up, he's got players in the box, I think he's got to square Hickey. that. Hickey's, yeah. Hickey's free in the box yeah. if he's yeah. a square pass. As, as is she Adams, Adams yeah, yeah, two of them there. Something anyway, corner kick. Similar to the drag back to Ukraine earlier, yeah. if he just cuts it back. Yeah, corner to Scotland then, I think it'll be the outswinger again from Andy Robertson. All the big men once again are up there. And it's whipped in, it's a decent ball, but everyone sort of goes to the front post and when it's flicked beyond... No one can get there. Billy Gilmore scrapping away. He felt it was a handball. And Scotland have to be careful, but they do clean up nicely. And again, it comes to Andy Robertson. A better from Scotland, a bit of sustained pressure as Shea Adams goes down level uh, with the edge of the box. Oh, Gives boy. it to Callum McGregor. He oh, cuts it back. John McGinn blazes over the bar. So often better. the hero for Scotland. 12 goals under yeah. Stevie Clark. Good football here. Adams holds it in, waiting for the overlap. Comes from McGregor. 
and again he's picking out McGinn there brilliantly and how many times have we seen him bust the net from there just that was the best passage of play for me yeah. said you know we talk about Lyndon Dykes running the channel the ball back Callum McGregor's intelligence about picking that pass out and John McGinn just doesn't go over the ball yeah, yeah, with it, it does sit up from doesn't it no no it's yeah, not an easy yeah. take but looking at his face with the quality of McGinn's goal I, I, I think agree. he's I, I think, think so. he's looking for better yeah I think so uh, again, though, a bit of a, just a worry for the way that Ukraine are able to beat that press from Scotland. It was bypassed Adams, Dykes and McGinn quite easily. Um, yeah. But luckily they do come back and, and give us a chance to regroup this time. I do think Scotland have got that wrong, or they're not doing it all as a one, the press. Because it's far too easy, you're right. Front two and McGinn are pressing, but Robertson's kind of half-pressing, yeah. Hickey yeah. on the other side. And yeah. before you know it, it's too late. He'll just drop it into the centre-forward. So, a wee adjustment there. Robertson didn't go up that time. I'm, I'm finding it surprising this right, right side the players just get fully hammed in to go and get the ball and then go forward if they're going to press high Robertson's got to get right up the pitch I actually Dazzler I actually think they're conceding that wider yeah. one and then they're shuffling across and Cross. dropping off to a mid block yeah and it's a great run it's going to be a free kick I think John McGinn will be booked for the first one maybe it was a nibble on the heel referee says no, no. it's just a free kick so again maybe a let off it certainly looked like that fell into the stopping a yeah. promising attack category. Um, yeah, but long, anyway, play as goes long on. as he doesn't produce a card, we're happy, Gordon. But you're right, it was a, a little nibble uh, when the player was away. Boy, Malinowski looks a player. I said that early on, but you just see him driving away from again. And, and not many people do that easily. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's an intelligent player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Scotland finding it hard to get to grips with him. You see, again, he's picking passes, and Gilmore and, and McGinn really know where to where to go on that occasion so Ukraine are, are winning the tactical battle you'd have to say there's not a great deal in the game Scotland have had the moments Ukraine have had a few more and that's well won by McTominay as Dykes gives it to Gilmore but again Ukraine win it back and the yellow jerseys come flooding forward here this could be another uh, worrying passage as Yarmolenko takes one on but it goes I, think, I think they look a bit sharper than they do just now. Um, you know, in the middle of the park, their movement is absolutely brilliant. You can see McGregor and Gilmore looking at each other if they say, who are we picking up here? Because they're interchanging their movement, they're get, getting into nice uh, pockets and they're picking up the ball. So, a bit of worry for Scotland. They just need to get a grip of the ball and try and make some more passes, I think. Good to see, Kit. Yeah, John McGinn yeah, penalised. Yeah, looks as if he's just using his body there, but the referee's decided it's a free kick. So, just 26 minutes in, Gordon, I was going to say, I mean, McTominay there, trying to drive it up again to Adams and Dykes and missing out our strongest players. Yeah. I mean, we've seen Gilmore and McGregor go and start attacks in the past, and it's, mm. it works. Is, is there more of a structural problem there? I did look at Billy Gilmore, and of course he wanted it, he always does, but he was facing his own goal, he, he didn't really have anything else on, and someone was right up his back. Is, is there something else going on that's not allowing that to happen? But listen, we've seen him before. He, he can take the ball in that yeah. position and it drags other players out I think, I think the Ukrainian players are just anticipating this yeah. I think we need to be a wee bit braver playing it through our middle to be, to be fair I think they've done the homework and looked at our middle of and yeah. thought let's stop the ammunition there let's stop the ball into them and make it very difficult and they're doing that successfully yeah, Scotland with some defending to do it's headed clear by McTominay but to give you a flavour Dykes is about 25 yards out and picks it up because he's doing that much defending and oh. now here we go on the attack but Ukraine have so many bodies back if Shea oh. Adams just can't quite find Andy Robertson it was a good break from Scotland 
But again, you talk about urgency and, and sharpness. I think he's going yeah. to do better. It, it ended up three Scotland players against five or six Ukraine players. Yeah. It was great yeah. play. Dykes initially finds Adams. It just looks as if the, the final pass to Rob, uh, Robertson, he couldn't get it out of his feet. I, I don't know if even that was on. I thought it was that difficult a pass. Keep I thought going, he could have kept going Aye. and maybe waited for McGinn to get up and help him. But, you know, more promising for Scotland, but they almost look like they're wayside here. Scotland, don't they, the way that they're kind of sitting off a bit, Ukraine are dictating the pace of the game. Every time Ukraine get the ball, it's sharp passes, run a bit of Scotland box. They just need to lift it a bit. I have to say, the tracking back for Yarmenko again there was absolutely brilliant because he's not known for that. You know, he's, he's up, usually up at the top end of the pitch, quite lazy at times, but he's done it twice now. For me, Ukraine are playing the way we want Scotland to play. They're, they're passing it with confidence at the back. Is he, is he, is he just passed out of the pitch there, yeah? <laughs> not at the back. That, that was I'm the forward like line, Alex, <laughs> if you look at the big screen up there. But they're passing it at the back, they're playing through the middle of the park and unfortunately they passed it out the patch in the, the final third which I'm quite happy with mm. but I'd like to see Scotland try and do that a wee yeah, bit more it was intelligent to talk about rotations a lot Alex Yarmolenko we, we spoke about him playing on the right but he'd actually dropped into sort of number 10 role there and picked it up and Scotland are going to go long over the top again after having won it well initially but you know second balls that's why it's done Aaron Hickey is just going to whip it in left footed but it's too close to the goalkeeper again he's checking back on his left foot I'm not convinced he looks comfortable in that position yeah. I think in many ways though at least that's the option to do that if that one was just over hit if anything yeah. is it not I just wonder you know I just don't think that ball was on he's 19 he's great he's in there that, I think that was a wee bit of an experience at this level where Scotland haven't really been round the Ukraine box they work it well there wasn't a lot almost, of bodies in there yes, just, that, ball, like was just, just, no, that yes. ball was not on I just think he's to got to that. come out yeah. and start the, uh, passing it uh, to Gilmore, McGregor. I just, I would like to see these guys go on the ball a little bit more for us. But Ukraine, you've got to say, have been excellent so far. Yeah, the midfield, the midfield yeah. couple are. Yeah, have got Scotland chasing they are all over Scotland in midfield, and it's coming forward now. And Scotland are very stretched here. McTominay's having to go out. Callum McGregor scrambling back. It's going to be a corner yeah. to Ukraine. There's something that needs tweaked yeah. in there, isn't there, Alex? Well, in the middle of the pitch. Gordon, it's actually an overload at times there because they end up with three. They're getting players dropping in and, and they've got rotation uh, and they're doing it very well. They're, and they're, they're dragging the centre-backs in a position they don't want to be, Alex, and they're playing round about. Mm. You look at Cooper there. Cooper gets dragged right into the middle of the park. They play round about him. All of a sudden, they've got space. So defending for Scotland to do then from the corner, half an hour gone, it's not been vintage, uh, but it is level at the moment, and again, headed well clear this time, Shea Adams, but it's going to have to be defended for a second time. Uh, the ball comes off the back side of Andy Robertson, but again, Ukraine managed to hold on to it, so hopefully Scotland can get up, get out, relieve some of that pressure, but they're all just camped in, they're almost inviting Ukraine just to put the ball... Yeah. Back on top of them, six or seven Scotland players strung out just in front of that 18-yard box. They're, they're definitely bossing this game. Uh, they look very comfortable. They look sharp. They're getting into good positions as the ball comes in there. That's 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 Dykes back there defending. Yeah, and John McGinn. You know, so we've, we've only get Adams up the, the the pitch and hopefully he can. Oh, he do does it. so well. Yeah, brilliantly. Um, they look I thought, sharper I thought, than he us. I thought he'd want to throw in, but he hasn't. Yeah. They look sharper than us. And it, 100%. I mean, we, we talked about the, the preparation and the lead up to this has been far from ideal, but they, they look the sharper team. They're good in possession. They're causing us lots of problems. I think for me, said it's, it's a. You know, they do look sharper, but their actual movement and their technical ability in the middle of the park is killing us because 
you know, they're, they're picking yeah. up good areas. Watch, watch John McGinn and Callum McGregor. They're shouting at each other. There's, you pick him up, no, you pick him up. You can you can visibly see they're unsure of who, who's who's on who in that area. Look at the Ukraine right back. Yeah. Almost reminds me of Celtic, tucking the way he tucks yeah. in and he adds to the midfield. And McGregor, McGinn, and Gilmore looking at each other, going, a spare who, "Who's picking this guy up?" And that's how they're playing through these lines. Oh, it's a ball over the top and it's done Scotland. Ukraine are in and I think Scotland might be about to fall behind and they have. It's Yarmolenko who lobs the ball over Craig Gordon for all. Say, for all, it was the passing in the midfield. This one was route one and Scotland were on their heels right over the top of the centre-backs. Yarmolenko in behind and Craig Gordon could do nothing about that one. He's a wonderful player. He's a wonderful goalkeeper, but this one, you look at the Scotland line, it's all over the place, and he is going to be he looks potentially... He's onside there, guys. He's onside. onside. Is he? All yeah. day long. You look Hanley. at Grant Hanley oh, in the sorry. middle. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm looking at the other lad there. Yeah. I mean, it'll get checked, I'm sure. Yes, Gordon, the actual pass is outstanding. The movement, the touch, and touch. then the lob is first class. Yeah. That's the, defend, the defending is terrible, Alex. I said early on, the back three looks so out of joint for me. But you see the I, thing I is really that you can't get beat with a, not at this level. You can't get beat with that sort of a ball. Well, Hanley, Hanley plays him on, but you can't blame Hanley because he's centre. You, you know, you see Andy Robertson and you see Cooper there, and Yarmolenko runs in between them. Now there's got yeah. to be some sort of communication between the two to pass him on, and Cooper's then got to see him coming, and neither follow him. And it's a terrific goal from a Ukraine point of view, but an absolute disaster. And you can see the goal coming. Sid, the goal was coming. Sid, see when there's no pressure on the ball, yeah. you can't hold such a high line. No, You've no. got to deepen and see the runners uh, coming on to you. Alex, after 30 minutes, I was going to say for Steve Clark, I'd be happy to get 0 0 at half time. Because you could see this coming here. This team has grown in confidence. They're dominating the game. We're giving the ball away cheaply. You guys have touched on it. They're passing us off the pitch. Round, round the middle of the park, they're terrific. The strange thing about the goal, Simon, is that's not how they scored. You know, for all the all the threatening, yeah. intricate stuff, it, it was no. something much more basic. No, it was a straight ball, but it was a, it was a, a, a well-weighted ball. Great run as well. But we've seen it early on in the far side with the long ball catching us out. And the back three really haven't got going at all. And as Willow says, the, go the goal's been coming there. I mean, Billy Gilmore's trying to keep it, but he's just got very little to to play with. He comes back in, finds the back three in Scotland. Are going to have to do it the hard way. You can't grudge Ukraine the lead. They have been the better side. Scotland have had some moments, uh, but clearly been below par. And Yarmolenko has put Ukraine in front. 35 gone at Scotland, nil. Ukraine won, and there is a long way back for Scotland but doable plenty time yeah, without doubt God we, we spoke about uh, you know but they have to get closer for starters they have to start dictating the ball because they're actually getting overrun at the moment the ball from Malinowski easy for me to say was absolutely superb it's almost yeah. as if he cut across the ball and he's actually dictating uh, the play for uh, Ukraine and he's clearly onside. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's onside. He's, he's timed his run brilliantly. But you've got Cooper, you've got Robertson. Robertson's looking at that as well. I, I agree with you, Alex. If he's got that much time with the quality, you've got to drop deep. You yeah. can't leave that amount of space in behind and cause yourself See, problems. the thing is there, that, that picture throws there, just to show you the lines where he was. If you looked at every Scotland player, they were about two or three yards off every player at, at, at minimum. Yeah. Of every all Ukraine across the pitch. Was, all across it was, the pitch. It was, it, was, it was more than that with the boy that was in possession. Exactly. Yeah. And you just can't afford these players to do that or they will punish you. I try and word this in a way that doesn't come across A as excuse making and B as you know hanging one individual out to dry, but that's probably the ones that you do get away with if it's Kieran Tierney. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, because I, he's going he's going to recover for exactly from area. that area, isn't from he? That area, yeah, that's the. Yeah, I've seen it many that. times. That's where he plays. Yeah, you're right, Gordon. Just in terms of the, the pace to yeah. recover. The disappointing thing is it's such a basic goal. You know, you can take getting split open. You know, it's a good pass, yes, but it's route one, and you've got a back five there that should see one player breaking the lines. See, see, see as you talk about the pace to recover, Gordon. I actually think Kieran Tierney possibly sees the danger. A lot earlier as well. Cooper doesn't know which behind him. Of course, doesn't you? You know, for a guy with his quality. Now here goes Andy Robertson. It's a trademark Robertson run. He's been snuffed out in the end, though. I, I, I look. And it's going to be a goal kick. I look at this team. I think they'll get caught up on occasion for some reason. They, they don't look sharp. They're not passing the ball the way we're used to. They're not playing with the confidence. Is it the opposition or? Probably, you know, for 36 minutes have been absolutely terrific. You've got to say that. You've got to give them all the credit in the world. They have been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you look at the way they're holding the ball in. Grant Hanley is tussling away. Six of one and half a dozen of the other, says the ref. So on we go. And Scotland looking to get themselves back into this game. Gilmore looking for Shea Adams. It's a tough ball up to his head, though. Uh, Andy Robertson's found ball. him, edge yeah. of the box and loads of Ukraine players back Gilmore walking it first time uh, Aaron Hickey's just going to stand one up it's over the head of Lyndon Dykes and into the goalkeeper's arms Yeah, it was pretty tepid uh, to cross into the box as you're absolutely right Gordon he's trying to stand it up to the big guns at the back post it gets all wrong and it's comfortable for the keeper in the end Yeah, I, I think the few boys who have come into the side have, have struggled so Cooper, I think, has, has struggled this first half I think Hickey Certainly not had one of his better opening halves of a game. Like there's still plenty of time. But maybe if Scotland get in one 0 it's no bad thing just now and Steve Clark can regroup, maybe but tweak things. As, as I totally agree with the two individuals, but in the middle of the park I think the three, well, the three guys I've got to say they try and test it. Yes. The, the middle of the park are getting overrun. They're, Alex, they're, they're, they're getting yeah. yeah, but again though, if it is the point Mark's making, is that a tactical structural thing or is it Callum McGregor and Billy Gilmore aren't playing well? You know, it, it could be that they're, they're overloaded in areas. Uh, Grant Hanley does really well. I just, th I just think they've they've done their homework and they're dragging us all over the place. I really do. I think they're bypassing us in the middle of the park. I think they're dragging Cooper, McTominay all over the place and causing us so much problems. If we, if I we, just give credit to them. I think they've been brilliant. I know what you're saying, Daz, but we opted from the start. We, we, we have went long and more than three or four occasions to Dykes, you know, and we've got the three boys we can handle the ball really well in there. Yeah, I totally agree, because we had said that after five minutes, look, we don't want to just keep going long all the time, you've got to start to pass it. Aaron Hickey just manages to keep it in on that far side. <laughs> With his opposite foot. And you know, he keeps maybe that his left, left foot. Maybe it is, but just moments before that, he's a right about the back three. Cooper gets dragged out and leaves a massive hole, and it's actually Hanley that gets across and blocks it. I mean, the... Yeah, again, again, we're, we're giving it away. It's, it seems to be too easy that they're winning it back. Yeah, this, this, this guy's been a standout player. He's, he's passing. He's a range of passing. Scotland are obviously ripped apart here in terms of passes through the middle. It doesn't come to anything in the end. The Scott McTominay can can then drive forward and he finds Andy Robertson. But my goodness, Ukraine have absolutely mastered the middle of the pitch tactically, individually. I'm, I'm now just going to change my mind. I'm hoping to get in one now so that Steve Clark can maybe tweet something, have a word, maybe, you know, look at the situation, talk to the lads about different tactics here, because the way we're going, this team, they're the guys that have got to score the next goal. 
you know what's so evident as well that Andy Robertson is isolated on his out own, on the left hand yeah. side every ball that goes to him he's got nobody forward nobody to it, but he's also now got Kieran Tierney to turn back or yeah. Kieran Tierney going round him yeah. he's trying to do it all himself yeah. and Cooper's quite happy just to pass him the ball and leave him right. you know, yeah, the, the thing is that's not Cooper's game no. you can't ask Cooper to go and do that I mean, knew that so somebody, game, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, somebody's got to come and take the responsibility then the, the one thing that you're missing from Kieran Tierney playing on that left hand side was when he underlaps the amount of times that he holds the line Robertson and then plays him under underlap yeah. to get into the box yeah Callum McGregor just picking up the pieces on that occasion but again Cooper's just going to try and flight that one up the pitch and it's easy for Ukraine just to pick it up and come forward it was not even that close to Lyndon Dykes that'll be a Scotland throw you've got to say Ukraine have mixed it up well because they have played through the middle but they've went route one sometimes as well and that was almost another through ball that McTominay just gets his head on route one so They've done a bit of everything tonight and they deserve their lead. They, could act, they should actually be more than one up, if we're honest, because Gordon's had two fantastic saves, saves as well. Yeah. Do you know where they've been brewing out, Mark? We, we talk about the strength of their team in the middle of the park. They've stopped them playing. They have. They've stopped them playing. And, and that's tactically. Every time Scotland get the ball, they're so tight to them. I don't know what you're saying about, well, Gilmore can take that ball, but he's going nowhere with it. Yeah, John McGinn just tries to open it out to... Andy Robertson, it was a, a better passage of play for Scotland, but not really in any significant area. I mean, you can see they're forced to come all the way back, so it's, it's been a tough watch. The opening 41 and a half minutes, Ukraine do lead by a goal to nil. Scotland not out of this by any means, but they will have to up the gears individually and collectively. And how nice would it be to nick one before the break? It would feel like a bit of a robbery, perhaps. It's a wonder pass from Billy Gilmore out to Aaron Hickey. He finds John McGinn down the line. He puts the backside into the area. Aaron Hickey thinks about the delivery, gives it Callum McGregor. He shoots from distance, oh. takes a nick. John McGinn's in there, and he's oh. somehow had it taken off his toe. He needs on to the be byline. either or. He needs to put that across or put his laces through it. I think Maybe he, a bit wider. I actually think he's just tried to nick it past it. Who's going to ground? It's a, it, it's a tremendous time tackle. Much better though from Scotland there. Actually, a wee bit patient. <laughs> Andy Robertson loses out. Luckily, he can recover. Just every every touch, every pass is just a little bit off where it should be for Scotland at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a little bit overhit that pass to him. You know, he's, he's actually stretching, which resulted in a poor touch, but he recovers it well. There's Lindsay Dykes. It's a poor pass over the top for Shea Adams. Yeah, you've got to take that. And you just wonder if Steve Clark. I know it's early, but is he thinking about changing change, something possibly. already? Do you think I they need a spark? Would you would you bring McTominay into the middle of the park? And, and bring another Suter, defender on. Suter on at right centre back. Jack possibly. Henry. Just a wee bit more discipline and physical in there. He's, he's made a, a, a great pass through the dykes. And the little one round the corner has to be better. He needs to cushion that. Yeah, hold a little give and go round the face. Yeah. It's been a strange Scotland career in the sense that all his best games have come in a back three. Yeah. Scott McTominay. Um, and look at this from look Ukraine. It's wonderful running. He's been the man oh. of the match so far, you would have to say. Well, I've got Linkiowski's been unbelievable driving forward. Scotland cannot get to grips with him. He's so powerful. He's technical as well. As, yep. as much as we are talking about the folks of Scotland, I've got to say for 43 minutes, Ukraine have been terrific. They really have. They've come out the stalls. They've bossed this game. They've tactically got it right. They've got a team full of talent there, and they deserve to probably get one 0 But we have now got to respond to that. We've got to do something. We need a spark. He's one of the Ukrainians that play at a good level, Atalanta in Italy, he's been very good. 
Yeah, Lyndon Dykes is going to be shown a yellow card for an aerial challenge. And that, that, is, that is the risk. You get, if you get referees who don't like that, and I'm not saying that he's, he's innocent anyway, we'll get a, another look at it. It just makes it difficult because he, he, can't, he can't do that again. And he has caught the Ukrainian player with an arm. So if you're going to go and ask Lyndon Dykes to challenge like that 20 times in a half of football, yeah. Yeah. then it... <laughs> To be honest, sort of I, the risk. I, I, I don't think it's working anyway. I think this is mirror image of some of the games we've seen in the Euros that we went direct. It's worked for us in some games, but at this level, mm. it's not working. And will Steve Clark recognise that at half-time? Because yeah. I think he left it too long at the Euros how to change things. How much of it's deliberate, though, and how much of it's Gordon says, even if there is an appetite to get McGregor and Gilmore on the ball, that, that tactically we've, we've lost that battle and we, we can't get them on it? So I just wonder if you bring somebody like Christie or, or somebody that, that can maybe add to the numbers in that midfield yeah. area just to match up or, or, or get a spare man to get us forward. I think he's got to address the middle of the park. And, I've, I've, and I'm not just picking someone out, but... He doesn't have a Cooper, lot of options, Daz. I'm, I'm going to throw a few names at you, Daz. He's got Ferguson and Armstrong to yeah. go into the middle of the park. Yeah, That's yeah, Armstrong. But, but I think, I think the, the, the shout maybe McTominay getting in there where he plays for Manchester United, giving a bit of extra strength in there. But I, I'll be very surprised. I'm not picking individuals, but I, I think Cooper looks very uncomfortable for me. I really do. Um, you know, he's been caught up. He's been dragged all over the place. Now, he's an experienced player who plays in the English Premier League, but he just looks out of sorts for me tonight. Yeah, it's been a tough opening half, and it's almost done. One minute added on at the end of the first half. That's almost over. 20 seconds. Or so to go. I'm sure Scotland at this stage would, would probably take the 1-0 deficit going into the break. We'll just be hoping that there is not one final Ukraine attack. There certainly won't be time for Scotland to come forward. Good tackle though, Scott McTominay. Yeah, and, and that's what you'd probably be looking for in the middle of the park if he went in there, you know, because he, he makes up the ground, he wins the ball. Ali, uh, Ali, the disappointing thing for 45 plus minutes here is since the start, we've not asked the goalkeeper one question. Yeah, I don't really had a short target yet. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Yeah, and it's been a, a busy night for Craig Gordon as the half time whistle is almost upon us. Ukraine throw it down the line. Hopefully, there's no time for this to come to anything. That's the type of half that it's been. Um, but there just might be, you know, as Ukraine come to the edge of the box, good tackle. And I think that half-time. will be that half time. Let's go to Hamden and get the eyewitness report from Andrew. Scotland nil, Ukraine won the half-time score at Hamden and some boos ringing around as the players make their way into the changing rooms because there's no signs of the build-up of this game affecting the away side and they are deservedly ahead in this game. Ukraine had the first opportunity in the opening 10 minutes. A ball from the right found Viktor Zakankov in the box. He ran onto it. He got a right-footed shot away, but that was tipped over by Craig Gordon. Gordon then had to be called into action again when Callum McGregor's interception at the edge of his own box actually set up Yarmolenko the flag stayed down despite Yarmolenko being uh, beyond the Scotland defence Craig Gordon managed to smother that one at the second attempt then up the other end Grant Hanley headed over the bar from a corner John McGinn then fired over from Callum McGregor's low cross about 25 minutes in but Ukraine they've been the better side they've looked more dangerous they're running the midfield more positive in possession as well and they opened the scoring 33 minutes in it was so easy too a long ball over the top that set Andrei Yarmolenko through the ball was bouncing at the edge of the box and a real deft touch just lobbing Craig Gordon and into the back of the net to put the visitors ahead Scotland will need to improve if they want to get to Cardiff this weekend the half-time score at Hamden and Scotland nil, Ukraine won. Yeah, Mark Wilson, it's not going to plan. Certainly not. I don't think we were at it from the off. I don't think we put Ukraine under any pressure. 
And it was quite evident early on that Ukraine looked comfortable in their surroundings. You looked comfortable with their system, their formation. They knew what they had to do. They stifled Scotland in the middle of the pitch. But the most important thing is when they had it, they looked composed and they caused Scotland problems. They created the first opportunity, great save from Craig Gordon. Created the second opportunity, a better save from Craig Gordon. And for me, it was only a matter of time before they actually got the goal. And I think Steve Clark will be disappointed with how the goal actually came about because Root won ball. Although it was well-weighted and the run was well-timed, they didn't knock it round Scotland uh, and drag them out of position. It was well-avoidable. And I don't think Steve Clark can have any complaints at getting in 1-0 down at the break. Yeah, Gordon DL, Scotland trail, and, and they deserve to trail. This mm -hmm. is not a hard luck story. No, I think Ukraine have been terrific. Tactically, they've got it right. They've passed it off the pitch at times. They've created chances, Gordon. They've looked dangerous. Uh, they've dominated the middle of the park. Um, Steve Clark's got big decisions to make at halftime. Um, he's got to change something. I, I, I can't see him just coming out with the same uh, plan to go and attack Ukraine and try and get back into his game. Because it ain't going to work. They've got too many quality players. It'll be an interesting uh, halftime team talk from the Scotland manager. Yeah, Simon Donnelly, it's um, been far from the performance that many expected. Look, this Scotland team has raised the expectation bar in, in recent times, and it has fallen well below that tonight. Well below that, Gordon. We've not really off well. We haven't tested their keeper at all. It is a combination of, I think, as, as Mark touches on there, the composure's not there, the assuredness in our possession isn't there, we've been careless at times. I think you have to credit the Ukrainians. I think they've came here with their game plan, they've popped the ball about really well, they've threatened on more than one occasion, they've looked dangerous, and we just have not been at it. I think Andy Robertson on the left-hand side as well, Mark touched on it again, at times he's up against the three Ukrainians. They get the break of the ball for one of them, it's found it really difficult to make any sort of headway we're relying on the ball going too long at times and we've got the three midfielders he has to change something there for me, Mick, bring McTominay into the middle of the park put another defender on possibly change one of the front two as well but we're, 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 getting, we're getting outnumbered in the middle of the park Gordon, tactically we're getting uh, murdered in the middle of the park you know, uh, we're getting picked off time after time and if he doesn't address that then the, 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 the similar theme will continue so he has to be able to get a, a contact, it has to get close to people and then when they do that they have to keep the ball better we're very predictable as Sid said it's very route one, it's very one dimensional and you're not asking enough questions of the Ukrainian midfield at times and it's, it, the whole game has become far too easy for them, they've dictated the, the pace and the tempo so far. Yeah it's been a tough watch for the Tartan army at the break, Scotland trail Ukraine by a goal to nil, still a long way to go though and the second half is coming up next